I'm Dr. Future, your host. I invite you to join me as together we experience a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I'm Tom, ready for some uh, stuff like Colin type jazz, bionic. Yeah, don't sound so excited, buddy. Well, I got, I'm, I'm just kind of weighed down here by uh, our, our third member of the. Yeah, I know, you got a pyro there in yeah, your arms. He's really, really comfortable. Yeah. I don't want to move, so I'm well, kind of like. Well, but you should be more like excited. Uh, no, I'm totally excited. I just. This is a groundbreaking show. I got a dog show. laying on my chest. This is a groundbreaking show uh, we mm-hmm. have just completed. Um, we are going to air uh, a previously aired live Future Quake live show mm-hmm. that was recorded uh, via the assistance of TalkShoe.com, yeah. and we appreciate the good people at TalkShoe.com, which offer the ability for you to record your live shows and podcasts uh, free for people to listen in, and they gave us permission not only to record a Future Quake live show, the first time in our modern era to mm-hmm. do so, but to be able to rebroadcast it on WENO and later on our podcast and elsewhere. So if you are not hearing this on June 29th, it means uh, do not call in. If you hear call-in directions, uh, just you enjoy. listening to this on June 29th. Something's pretty amazing. Yeah, if you're not listening on talk show. Yeah. Um, uh, but we're going to uh, have some of our Futurian friends call in. Uh, we've been announcing this for a few weeks, and uh, so they showed up. And we get to talk with our Futurian friends. Our first day today, we're just going to record some news. So we switched around and did our mm-hmm. Tomorrow's Tremors news uh, early. Mm-hmm. And so our fr- 18 news. That's right. Our first segment will be uh, via TalkShoe, but we'll be covering some news stories. And then the rest of the week, we'll actually have some chats with our Futurian friends. So no further ado, here's uh, yours truly and Tom Bionic. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back to wrap it up here on Future Quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I, of course, am Tom Always into a new experiment, unless it involves me. Oh, wait, this one does. <laughs> Bionic. Isn't it weird uh, doing this grand new voyage we're doing know. tonight? I don't know what's going on, but why are these electrodes uh, on my head, Dr. Future? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's wonderful to have you stress jo- join us for this special experiment tonight on the Future Quake Show. This is the first, mm-hmm. uh, and our Futurians are part of it tonight. Uh, this is our first of our live shows, Future Quake Live, mm-hmm. uh, particularly through the modern age of Future Quake. Uh, just to tell you a little history, uh, we were on another station, the BRFN, uh, the first three years of our show. We were on live, but we had almost no audience at the time. Yep. And so had a, only a few random so calls. Well, <laughs> thank goodness the Lord sent a few more our way. Yeah. Uh, since we've been on WNO, we're now just in our early in our third year. Uh, we have a pre-recorded show, as many of you all know, and this is a time to uh, go back and try and experiment on a, a live scenario. Mm-hmm. And we've met so many great friends on Future Quake. Um, and this was your idea, Brother Tom. I thought that was a fantastic idea. I'm always, I always have weird ideas. So uh, I'm still working I on the pocket aquarium, though. Really appreciate it so much to come up with this very unique idea for us to do. Uh, I want to mention something. Remind me to do this periodically in our show. Mm-hmm. This show will also be uh, edited into the uh, Half Hour Daily shows on WNO. Uh, if you're listening on WNO, do not call in. We're going to have a call-in number for the last hour and a half of our show. 
Uh, we're going to have guests who are listening live on uh, June the 29th via TalkShoe.com. Uh, they're they, going to be calling in, and we're going to be speaking with them. But if you're listening to BNO, this is already pre-recorded. But mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy hearing from some of the Futurians out there who uh, send us emails and things like that. Mm-hmm. What we're going to attempt to do, this is, again, an experiment. We may uh, tweak this if we do this in the future, mm-hmm. is to do a first segment where we're going to review some news, just to throw some topics out on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of you listeners who are in the chat room, just hang tight. Listen to the show live here. Uh, if there's some late-breaking story, send us a uh, chat room message on here, and we'll interrupt it if we have to. But mm-hmm. we're going to throw some stories out uh, for our first segment, and then we'll go directly to calls from there. So, uh, Brother Tom, would you like to uh, start, or would you like me to? Well, I'll tell you what. I was reading one. I was reading a real humdinger here. Okay. Well, lay it uh, on us. Um, yeah. Uh, banks fina- financing Mexico gangs admitted in Wells Fargo deal. Pretty uh, yeah. Pretty relaxing. Pretty run of the mill. What, what was that, What was the uh, source there? You got it from? Oh, you know, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Okay. Yeah. I assume that's rel- yeah. relatively reliable. Yep. Um, just before sunset on April 10th, 2006, a DC-9 jet landed at the international airport in the port city of Ciudad del Carmen, 500 miles east of Mexico City. As soldiers on the ground approached the plane, the crew tried to shoo them away, saying there was a dangerous oil leak. So the troops grew suspicious and searched the jet. They found 128 black suitcases packed with 5.7 tons of cocaine, valued at $100 million. The stash was supposed to have been delivered to Caracas to drug traffickers in Coluca near Mexico City, Mexican prosecutors later found out. Law enforcement officials have discovered something else. Drum roll. Yeah, I can't do that, so. The smugglers had bought the DC-9 with laundered funds they transferred through two of the biggest banks in the U.S., Wachovia and Bank of America, Bloomberg Market reports in its August 2010 issue. This was no isolated incident. Wachovia, it turns out, had made a habit of helping move money to Mexican drug smugglers. Wells Fargo and Company, which bought Wachovia in 2008, has admitted in court that its unit failed to monitor and report suspected money laundering by narcotics traffickers, including the cash used to buy four planes that shipped a total of 22 million dollars and 22 tons of cocaine. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. By anybody's standards, even right. the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Uh, the admission came in an agreement that Charlotte, North Carolina-based Wachovia struck with federal prosecutors in March. Uh, and it sheds light on the largely undocumented role of U.S. banks in contributing to the violent drug trade that has convulsed, convulsed Mexico for the past four years. Hmm. Nice. Uh, the article continues. Wachovia admitted it didn't do enough to spot illicit funds in handing $378.4 billion uh, for Mexican currency exchange houses from 2007, 2004 to 2007. That's the largest violation of the Bank Secrecy Act, an anti-money laundering law in U.S. history, a sum equal to one-third of Mexico's current gross domestic product. Hmm. Wachovia's blatant disregard for our banking laws gave international cocaine cartels a virtual carte blanche uh, to finance their operations, says Jeffrey Sloman, the federal prosecutor who handled the case. Since 2006, more than 22,000 people have been killed in drug-related battles that have raged mostly along a 2,000-mile border that Mexico shares with the U.S. and the Mexican city of Cuidad Juarez, just across the border from El Paso, Texas. 700 people have been murdered this year as a, 
as of mid-June. Six Juarez police officers were slaughtered by automatic weapons fired in a midday ambush in April. Uh, Rondolfo Torre, the leading candidate for governor, governor in the Mexican border state of Tamalapias, maybe. Sounds good to me. Yeah, was gunned down. Makes yesterday. me hungry just hearing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was gunned down yesterday, less than a week before elections, in which violence related to drug trafficking was a central issue. Um, let's see. Let me let me just go down here to some other stuff. This article is very long. Okay. Uh, but I, it's all of it is so interesting and so sad. It's just regular mundane. Yep. It's like oh, you know, no big deal. Drugs with our major banks. Yep. Partnership. Well, um, we'd ne- we had never reviewed this stuff, but there was a time that the um, uh, there was. Have you ever seen that photo of uh, um, the former NYSE chairman, um, uh, the bald gentleman? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But at the time, he was the NYSE chairman of the New York Stock mm-hmm. Exchange. He went down there and had a big meeting with FARC. Yeah, and I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember it, but I mean, right. the photos are there. There's Military guys and the FARC leaders, and they're giving right. each other huge hugs and stuff. It's like, gosh, that mm-hmm. is just sick. That mm-hmm. is sick. How would we run our intelligence services without those the kind drug of drugs to pay for them? Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. There you go. I don't know. Wow. Um, I'll 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 toss a few more highlights at you here. Okay. It's the banks laundering money for the cartels that finances the tragedy, says Martin Woods director of Wachovia's anti-money laundering unit in London from 2006 to 2009. Woods says he quit the bank in disgust after executives ignored his documentation that drug dealers were funneling money through Wachovia's branch network. So he's got like, it's like, look, I've got the goods, guys. Let's do mm-hmm. something about it. And they said, let's go to lunch. Hmm. Uh, if you don't see the correlation between the money laundering by by banks and the 22 people, 22,000 people killed in Mexico, uh, you're missing the point. Wood says. Hmm. Wachovia is, is turns out is just one of the U.S. and European banks that have been used for money for drug money laundering. For the past two decades, Latin American drug traffickers have gone to U.S. banks to cleanse their dirty cash, says Paul Campo, head of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration's Financial Crimes Unit. Hmm. Um, drug traffickers used accounts at banks of, at Bank of America in Oklahoma City to buy three planes that carried 10 tons of cocaine, according to Mexican court filings. Um, uh, I, I mm. could just the article's very long. Right. I could just go on and on. Very interesting. And you yeah. just saw that before we went on air. I just you know I felt like bringing my mm-hmm. computer today, and I just mm-hmm. happened to do it. And the first fruit of the live broadcast. You saw there that you hot off the presses. As as it happens, we could sizzle a sizzle a steak uh, on that. Speaking of that, um, I I I think we're planning to to go to our phone calls in about 15 minutes, roughly. Uh, we'll get a few more stories, and if we have a little break, we'll maybe add a few more stories. But really? we're, is that okay? Okay, about however, 15. However you want to run. I, I want to make sure since you yeah. have a little more experience than I do on Talkshoe here. Oh uh, yeah. And by the way, oh, we nice. want to thank Talkshoe.com. <laughs> Thank them so much for letting us use this forum for FutureQuake mm-hmm. and also uh, their agreement to let us uh, rebroadcast this on the BNO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just really appreciate you out there. Go use TalkShoe.com. Uh, start your own show like this. Do one better than ours, mm-hmm. which shouldn't this be shouldn't too hard, be hard to do. <laughs> uh, but go to TalkShoe.com. Everything's turnkey. You can have your own show, build a huge following, and we'll listen in. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some people in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to... Uh, Go to all of them in order uh, to talk, or just ones who say they want to call 
in the chat room conversation, or how do you want to do that? I would just say let's go to whoever wants to call in. Uh, now you, you're saying they on the chat room they mentioned they they want to speak to us. I would think so. Yeah. Okay, you heard what uh, Brother Tom said. If you'd like to talk to us on air, uh, make a note. Uh, enter that on the chat room there, and let us know you'd like to talk on air, right. and we'll we'll die in. Now, are there some other listeners who could be listening in right now, just calling the uh, the number? Nope. Without uh, being in the four. chat room, so we've only got four. You don't have to tell them. You meant forty thousand. Yeah, you know, that's this is, what I meant. This is an experiment, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, I think a lot of people had trouble we, getting here. We probably honest. need to advertise a little more. It's on the front of futurequake.com. We've mentioned it a number a of shows of people, prior. I think a lot of people get their get their future quick from iTunes. Well, you know, the announcements have been there. Yeah. The announcements have been on the show, so, you know, lead, lead a horse to water. Yeah. All of, all of you futurequake. All you live futurequake listeners tonight have all sorts of special blessings that come your way. Yeah. Not from us, but from God. So uh, just be prepared. Let us know if you'd like to uh, speak. We'd sure like to uh, have you on. And um, I see a few people are saying they'd like to come on here in a few minutes. One other thing, too, if you might want to make a note, if uh, our audio is too low or too high, just send us a note on the chat. We can't control our audio with this type of uh, setup. So Mm -hmm. um, just send us a note if you'd like us to pipe down or speak up. And the same with our callers, too. Mm -hmm. I've noticed on, on sometimes some of these kinds of shows that sometimes the callers can be sort of muted, so be mm-hmm. sure and speak up loud uh, when you call in, when mm-hmm. we have you in. So that'll be in a few minutes. Um, so uh, everybody who's calling in that number will appear in the chat room. Is that right, Brother Tom? Uh, I believe so. They, the, we don't have callers that just called the number in, and we'll be monitoring. Look at the, well, look at the, look at the thing there. Oh, the right. thing. Yeah, listeners. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, the thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. You see this over here? I know. I know. We phone call, right? You see how yeah. we're... Unmuted. There. I, got the I understand. Button, right? yeah, you don't have to well, embarrass me in front of all our listeners. Well, I'm trying to, but you're asking me these questions, and I don't know how else to explain. I, just, I can't. I, I tried sign language. I but. just <laughs> wanted to make sure that we didn't have any listeners that called in that didn't go through TalkShoe.com. They just called in the number straight, yeah, and to see if they were in a different nether region that we're hearing. But they might be. But speak I don't know. to us. So they, they might be in another region. But I don't know what that has to do with their phone call. That's the point. Okay. After you belittled me, can I read a story here sure. on air? Only this if it's good. Maiden voyage. Of course, it's good if I'd read it. Okay, this comes from one of the uh, uh, one of your major, most prominent news sources uh, worldwide, Natural News. Oh. Okay, okay. Uh, Natural News actually reporting it from elsewhere, but this is a story that uh, actually Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, makes some comments okay. in this. It's sort of a hypothetical kind of thing, and it's sort of in line with some of my background. And mm-hmm. I thought it's an interesting scenario if it's plausible. Uh, it says it's hurricane season in the Atlantic, and that means Mother Nature could be whipping up fierce storms and sending them charging into the Gulf Coast any day now, which is, in fact, the case. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, in a normal hurricane season, it's bad all by itself. Remember Katrina. But now there's something even more worrisome in the recipe. There's oil in the water. And this is what I've been wondering about. Is there is there a possibility that if we have either this hurricane coming in, I think it's going to miss most of it, but either it or one that comes through, and hits this mess if it's not cleared up and looks like the oil spill is not going anywhere anytime soon. If it goes over it, can it entrain the floating liquid like as a mist up into the clouds? Into of black a, rain? Well, into yeah. Black rain? Bring it ashore. Yeah. Okay. I, I would think that the oil would be awfully heavy for that, but well, I could be wrong. Well, I mean, I'm not a fluid expert. Well, oil is lighter than water, hence no. why it floats as a lower specific gravity. 
and so uh, what happens is I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a background. If you agitate a liquid, mm-hmm. if you agitate it severely, it'll create a mist. So it doesn't even have to necessarily evaporate. And the article it's I'm going to read. Mayo. Mayo. Yeah, you put mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. You take a a mist. Yeah, what you do is you take a you take an egg yolk, two eggs yolk, you put yeah. it in a little uh, blender, you know, yeah. like a blender spinner, right? And then you put a tiny little bit of uh, of like vegetable oil, uh-huh. and then you spin it for about ten seconds along with a little bit of mustard and some lemon juice. Yeah, and the lemon juice changes the chemical structure of the of the uh, of the egg yolk, so that it both bond it bonds with the uh, yeah. um, it bonds with the oil spinning around in there a little bit. And so then after 10 seconds, you start and add yeah. like a cup full of oil. And that agitation there actually uh, binds it together and makes it all sort of floaty and poofy. Huh, huh. Maybe you know, like maybe a mixer, I picture that more like a centrifuge, but I guess not exactly right. But Well, no, I mean, it's not like I have a chemistry. It's like sandwich. angular momentum. <laughs> angular momentum is sort of sewing it out to the perimeter of the container yeah. there. You, you're, I'm sure you're... I'm sure your thoughts on this are a hundred times. No, more but that's interesting. Sounds like um, mayonnaise is really sort of a chimera kind of thing. You oh, it's very, a big DNA it's very unusual structure. It's very, very unusual. Huh. Well, um, with mist, for example, if you take a water and agitate it a lot, mm-hmm. it'll create tiny droplets, either a mist or even a fog. Mm-hmm. And if there's any kind of sub- sufficient wind, it can entrain it and bring it up Mm. so it could actually stay airborne for a long long period of time for example like uh, when an airplane crashes that's one of the big threats is when the fuel it's hard to ignite just a pool of fuel Mm -hmm. but if you hit it and perturb it in a crash it'll create this big mist and that mist is easy to ignite yeah and cause it's cause a fire and it'll stay airborne well even just the mist can quickly evaporate so here we go uh, before we pursue this line of thinking any further, let's dismiss skeptics out there who think oil can't drop from the scab because oil doesn't evaporate. Now, they go through a scenario here that's even less plausible than what I was mentioning. But actually, if you look at the history of hurricanes, you'll find thousands of counts of things that don't evaporate falling out of the sky. The phrase raining cats and dogs is entirely metaphor, but there are documented counts of all things raining in the sky, fish, frogs, large balls of ice, so on. If the rainstorm can pick fish up out of the ocean and drop them on the land, then they certainly have the capacity to pick up oil, too. Besides, as any chemist, chemist will tell you, various petrochemicals found in crude oil evaporate even without a storm picking them up. Oil, in other words, does evaporate in the air, uh, or some of the lighter chemicals in crude oil evaporate at temperatures around 100 degrees. Those are Gulf Coast temperatures. Hmm. Now, actually, those temperatures they're mentioning, you're going to have evaporation all the time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're mentioning is something called a flashpoint, which is, means it actually could be flammable. Uh, at, at temperatures like that, if you raise the temperature and it goes up, you could ignite ignite it above the, the liquid itself. That's interesting. Uh, that, that makes me think about the thousand fires that um, David Wilkerson said he saw burning above Manhattan huh. in a prophetic vision. Wow. Yeah. Well, it says these lighter chemicals more easily evaporate, have lower flash points. Okay, he's mentioned that. Catch on fire easier. Um, the the uh, I'm skipping down through this. The EPA document makes it clear that the more volatile oils can evaporate from crude oil, re- rendering the remaining oil heavier and more tar-like. As we already know, these oils can catch on fire. That's the whole point of tapping crude oil, to pump it into engines that catch it on fire in order to turn the energy uh, into you know, like an engine, operating pistons. Okay, let's say the oil blowout continues and the Gulf of Mexico is carrying millions of gallons of crude oil as a massive hurricane approaches. 
It's hot July, temperature soaring near 110 degrees, accelerating the evaporation of volatile oils, which get mixed in hurricane force winds. And what I want to say is whether this is feasible or not, um, you will actually entrain mist of this stuff, too, that will be carried long, long, long distances. So that increases the amount that you could actually carry. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it say if it makes landfall in New Orleans, dumping potentially hundreds of thousands of gallons of what is a volatile fuel on the city of New Orleans. And now, at first, it's just a wet, slippery, toxic mess. It kills trees and grass. But what happens after the storm when the sun dries out the city? All the dead trees killed by the oil turn into kindling. The sun evaporates off the rainwater, leaving behind fuel. A few days of sun baking, and you have a city doused in fuel ready to burst into flames. It's every fireman's worst nightmare. The whole city is turned into a giant match. Now, we're sure the more volatile fuels might evaporate. As they do, they'd fill the city with explosive fumes. One spark, one fire, one lightning strike, and your whole city goes up in flames. Uh, so the BP oil spill could provide the fuel that could turn an ordinary hurricane into Mother Nature's arson attack on a city. Uh, this would not be an ordinary city on fire either. It would be a city doused with volatile fuels that soaked it to the core. The sewers would explode like massive terrorist bombs, ripping to shred any underground infrastructure, fiber optics, water delivery. Mm-hmm. Payment w- pavement would be on fire, parks, grasslands, and forests. Uh, all you could do is evacuate and watch it burn from the ground. Uh, you'd also have oil covering beaches and ocean and the threat of more firestorms yet. So, anyway, I don't wow. know what you think about that. I, I, I don't know what the Sounds odds like of getting enough. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? and, I, and I don't know. Um, Where's Denzel Washington when you need him? How dilute. I, know, I saw how that movie ends. Yeah. Well, I just I don't know how dilute this would be as far as... Um, you know, all the water and everything like that. But just take the scenario. Let's say you, you, you've got a hurricane moving in. Okay, it's creating these great waves. And then uh, it's it's coming in and it starts dumping the stuff and it's mechanically doing considerable damage on the ground. Now, as you know, in a regular hurricane, you're going to damage buildings. You could damage gas and oil places where you could have massive fires mm-hmm. just from that. What if you're starting all these massive fires from damaging stuff structurally from the hurricane? You got these exposed flames, and then suddenly you've got all this entrained it's liquid. Like raining from the raining fire from the sky. Yeah, now you're going to have it's going to be very, very humid, you know, like 100% humidity plus droplets. So that's going to try to temper it. But they were talking about a long-term effect, like once it clears, you know, all this stuff is resided, soaked in the stuff, and that's a long-term threat. Yeah. But you could have weird stuff happen around open flames and things like that. Mm-hmm. Some guy uh, walking down the street, you know, smoking a cigar and. The whole block lights on fire because it's been entrained with. Yeah. Well, this happened. In, this what happened in um, Louisville uh, when I was growing they, up. Uh, they had a gigantic oil spill well, and the. Uh, Some even weirder. Uh, Ralston Perina uh, makes dog food and stuff. You yeah. know, had a big plant in Louisville, uh-huh. and they dumped a bunch of uh, it was like, like xylene or one of these toluene yeah, terrible something into the really sewers. Terrible. I don't remember exactly. It was something similar, very volatile, into the sewers, and for some reason either did not tell. The authorities are waited, and a car and went through all the sewers in a major part of town, mm-hmm. and a car drove over an open sewer and backfired, and ignited it all under the city and blew up, like, 20-foot chunks of asphalt, flat up, you know, like, hundreds of feet in the air, came crashing down through houses all over wow. the city. It was like a major bombing, and uh, my brother was in a building staying down there, and it it blew him out of bed, and blew his building structurally apart. 
and uh, he he went outside his Whoa. door and he fell out a crater and it was his truck that had fallen down it was just the tailgate was out so he had to crawl down in the crater and get the guy out of the truck wow and uh, in fact there was a country music song written in Louisville about it about this guy whose wife left him for another man mm-hmm. during the event and the song went where were you when the sewers blew where were you when the sewers blew so weird stuff like that can happen you know that qualifies. So at least that was one that was a little bit reminiscent of some of my background. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do another story? You want to go to the calls? Um, let's, let me do another story here. Um, I just where to start? You know, there's so many bad things going on. Here's one. Well, if we're starting a new story, that's going to go into our Tuesday episode of WNO. So if, uh, if you want to, go ahead. Okay. And then we'll take a call. All right. Well, one thing that we never ever talk about is pop music here, and so I figured. Thank goodness. Well, we we have to make at least one foray in there. Yeah, Christian radio doesn't talk enough about pop music, that's yeah. for sure. Well, here we go. I'm going to talk about Lady Gaga. Okay. Gaga, or however you say it. Gaga, Gaga. yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga will perform on stage on a stage decorated with human corpses. Okay. Yes, you heard that right. Will Lady Gaga be working with the dead in the on the upcoming leg of her Monster Ball tour? In a story published Wednesday, June 23rd, in British tabloid The Sun, the newspaper reported that Gaga has reached out to Gunther von Hagens, a controversial anatomist who invented a technique for preserving cadavers called plastination and is responsible for the popular traveling exhibition Body Worlds. The Sun quoted a friend of Gaga as saying, She is fascinated by Gunther's work and life. Gaga sees a kindred spirit and is hoping to meet him in New York, they have spoken over email, and it's gone well. She's keen to have some Body Worlds element uh, in one of her shows. Mm-hmm. The source went on to say that Gaga is aimed to incorporate Von Hagen's work into her tour by the time it gets to Las Vegas, which doesn't happen until March 2011. It would be good to top this tour, which is already out there, with something nobody has done before, which is using dead bodies as part of the gig, the source said. You know, she is so pitiful. She struggles so hard to be shocking and shock people, mm-hmm. and that's hard to do these days. Yeah, is to really shock people, and that's all she's got. I mean, it's all she's got to offer. She knows her time is short. You know, sort of like Satan in the you know Great Tribulation, and so she's got to make hay quickly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, nothing like that shocks me about her, other than um, every day she lasts in the news is one more than I thought she was going to. And uh, I hope she sees the superficiality of what she's doing and maybe we'll find her way back to the Lord yep. that's what I sure hope I heard something interesting on the news the other day I was listening to John Schneider you know the guy that was uh, Dukes of Hazard, much of other show just a good old boy yeah drove yeah. the car blonde here mm-hmm. uh, you know he's a pretty good singer he's been on a number of other shows since then and uh, he uh, was doing a, a western or something with Johnny Cash mm-hmm. and so something happened afterwards some production they were doing and he was invited by Johnny Cash to come live with him here in Hendersonville, right, right here in Good Hendersonville. Came there and lived, and he said it was the first time he really saw a real Christian that was real, genuine, uh, you know, he rough, into you rough like, edges and all. He ran into you like at the Texas. No, 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 no. But he hung out with, John, with Johnny Cash, and he said on, on TV that he became a Christian while living here in Hendersonville in Johnny Cash's house. Well, that's awesome. I've been in that house. I thought, yeah, I've been on the outside of it. You've yeah. been inside it. Yeah, I've been inside it. Oh, you, Mister Insider, you. I'm a big insider. Yeah. This is Doctor Future. 
and not Merv slash Bionic. Uh, I don't know what that means, but we need Merv to come tell you how to contact us at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. We've got to go. Bye. Come back the rest of this week. We're going to have some live chat with our Futurian friends right here on Future Quake Live. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Ciao. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And Tom, question mark, I think this is going to be fun, question mark, bionic. But that's showing a little bit more life than yesterday from you. It's the, it's the dog, man. Uh, I'm just... This week, Futurians, we have a very special show. It was an experiment this week. Uh, we are doing a Future Quake Live show. Uh, if you're hearing this via WENO or our podcast after the 29th of June, this is already pre-recorded. But on June 29th, we had a live show of Future Quake via TalkShoe, invited our Futurian friends to call in. Uh, we announced it on our website and on the show the last few weeks and had a number of people drop in. You'll hear a lot of voices that may be familiar to you or new ones, uh, but they're great friends, and they're going to start here in a few seconds. So with no further ado, here are our Futurian friends on Future Quake Live, and we'll be back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Will, do you, would you like to check the... Let's see what's Inside going on. Story. Yeah, it seems like the uh, it seems like we're having a little bit of latency as far as the chat room goes. There. Hey, can I say hey to Paul out there, brother Paul in yeah, Texas? Yeah, I, I saw him there, brother, uh, Paul. brother Paul. I mean, I, I welcome all of our guests out there who've who've chimed in. Brother Paul sends some of the most encouraging emails, mm-hmm. and has always been a huge supporter of our show. And I want to thank you from Texas. You said you got some friends in there with you. I just want to give a shout out to you there, and appreciate so much. So, yeah. won't you call up somebody and bring them in? All right. Well, I don't know how to call anybody up, but they have to like, they have to call in. Okay. So. Uh, how about the avid fisherman there? We can't click them on. We I, don't, don't, I don't believe so. We don't. We don't click them on, and they're on. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Tom Bionic had this all set up, so. No, uh, they have to. They have to actually call in. Okay. So none of them are calling in right now. No, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, I, hear look, somebody. I hear somebody. Hello. 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 Yes. Hello. Yes, who are we speaking You're with? You're wrong. You do have a caller. This is uh, James, a host on the Revelations Radio Network, and I'm just calling on behalf of the network to uh, welcome you guys to a live uh, program. Brother James, sorry we're bringing up the rear here. Sorry we uh, are so rough around the edges on this. By the way, for the sake of our people who've never used TalkShoe before, uh, both listening and me, um, what did you do to actually uh, plug into us to come on air? Well, what you have to do is you have to call in. I'll give the phone number here right now. Is uh, call TalkShoe at one seven two four 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 seven four four four. It will prompt you to give a call ID number, which will be in this case seven two three five three pound. And then after that, you, if you if, if you have a TalkShoe pin number, you can enter that, or just enter it as a guest, and you can feel free to call into this show. And and um, as uh, as Tom is aware. 
uh, those of us over at the Revelation Radio Network are yeah. fairly fairly well versed in this in the operation of this type of thing. A lot of us have uh, a lot of experience now in the last couple of years with live live shows. So you know, I wanted to I wanted to phone in. Well, thanks us. for your thanks for your encouragement. Help. I know we're rather remedial. Just for the sake of our listeners as well, too, if uh, if you're talking and they want to call and get in the queue, if they call that number right now while you're speaking with that, will it put them on hold until you hang up to to come on next? No. What will happen is they will call. They will show um, as on the call. At that point, uh, I imagine the Tom will have to okay them and, and allow them to actually um, be audible. Um, so they will they will be stuck in the queue until Tom releases them. He could by rights. Um, let four, five, six, seven, or eight of us all on uh, simultaneously if you so chooses. We'll try to we'll try to keep it to one okay. person at a time here. Hey, I was relying on Tom to have all this work out, so I'm blaming him publicly in front of millions. Well, so. that's fine. It just functions just exactly yeah. like I said five yeah. minutes ago. Brother James, tell us about the Revelations Radio Network. What's the latest news for some of our listeners who have not gone out and checked some of the other great shows on it? Tell tell us just briefly a little bit about it and uh, what are some of the new developments with it. Well, first of all, I wanted to uh, tell you how thankful I am for uh, the particip- participation, if I could say it in English here, of, uh, of the two of you on the network. Um, you know, bringing us from uh, from uh, basically a Ricky Dink outfit to you know, <laughs> the big time. So, big time Ricky Dink. <laughs> well, it's great to have you. All right, with so us. he's it's lost his mind. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tom says many times that uh, that flattery will get me everywhere, so yes. so I'll be sure to I'll sort of keep that in <laughs> mind. But uh, <laughs> for those that aren't aware of the Revelations Radio Network, it's it's uh, and by now, I mean uh, it's you know, my my brothers here be. on Future Quake have been very very good about about um, uh, plugging the the Revelations Radio Network. It's essentially a group of of like-minded individuals who. Who essentially, if you're if you're a futurian, you probably are already on board with uh, the Revelation Radio Network stands on any given issue. Um, really, just guys and and women that that you know God has put it on their heart to to uh, release Christian uh, programming, and we basically banded together uh, like a group group of brothers and 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 I guess strength in numbers, if, if you can say it that way, but. Really, we we run just a gamut of of uh, of uh, topics. A lot of things that run the you know, the conspiratorial angle, um, a lot of prophetic, um, and, and essentially a lot of a lot of just um, how to basically living Christian you know behavior attitudes and good God really has us have to put on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how long has Revelations Radio Network been around? The Revelation Video Network has been around. I'm going to say approximately two and a half years. Myself, I've been on the, on the I've been on the network now for over a year myself. Um, love it. I absolutely love every one of the one of the guys and, and girls who are involved in it. Um, like I mentioned, we do a lot of live shows. The most famous um, on the network, probably being the Frank and Chris show, airs every Wednesday night uh, here on Talk Show as well. And we get to meet a lot of wonderful people in the chat that show up, kind of like what we have here tonight. And it's, I don't know, what, what can you say? When, when God leads you to a place where you really feel like you've found some people that you can relate to, and, and you know, if, if you're going to be a little bit crazy, well, guess what? You know, there's, there's a couple other people. How many shows make up the network currently? Um, 
there's the slight adjustments from time to time you know, because uh, there are situational uh, aspects and some people tend to come, some, right. some people tend to go. But I think you probably can see uh, approximately a dozen shows, I think, on the network currently. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, the topics that we cover are so varied and, and the types of individuals, although, although like I said, we're, we're very close, still our personalities are so different. Some people are are focused more on specifically um, um, Bible study and, and 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 strictly scripture. Some people are more, yeah, well, that's for case in point. And and some of it is more, you know, uh, current events and that kind of thing. It's 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 just it's just a wonderful wonderful group of people. And I would just encourage everybody to, you know, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the network yet, go to RevelationsRadioNetwork.com. And if you go there, you will see uh, an excellent excellent show by the name of Future Quake. Um, you will see many of us as well. Keep it coming. There. Keep it coming. We're going to have to get you guys on there. And <laughs> yeah. Well, Brother James, <laughs> thank, thank you so much uh, for that. I want to make sure our listeners understand, if you've not checked it out, uh, you know, normally we have a pretty savvy audience that listens to this and uh, the Revelations Radio shows, but uh, you can either go to the RevelationsRadioNetwork.com, I believe, and catch all of the shows there uh, held by the different folk, uh, as well as archive shows. Or you can go to iTunes and go to the Revelations Radio Network podcast site on iTunes. And the nice thing is it includes shows from all the individual shows, so you can catch everything in there. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that right, Brother James? You, you, you actually get sort of a, a, a pre-compiled list of shows from all these different diverse shows, so you can get a lot of information listening on your podcast in a short time. You do, you do, and and really, I mean, it's such a smorgasbord. If you if you check it out, you're you're gonna you're gonna find someone that you latch onto, and you're gonna find content that you're gonna love, and I can guarantee that. It's good yeah. stuff. My, yeah. I, you know, I, have a, I happen to have a little show on there, and it's not too bad either. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you next, brother James. Tell us about your show. Tell us uh, uh, about its purpose, what you what you hope to accomplish, content, that kind of thing. Well, what I've accomplished maybe is debatable. I'm not really sure. It's something in a real sense. <laughs> or you're going with something. No, I, my show, the show that I do on the Revelations Radio Network, I am the Canadian representative on the network. I am broadcasting hey. from sunny downtown Edmonton, Canada, and my show is called Fuzzy Radio X, which has nothing to do with Canada. The show kind of does. Okay. Now, that's the town with the largest mall in the world, isn't it? It absolutely is, and not only the largest mall, but uh, along with it comes the largest parking lot in the world as well. Okay, okay. Um, how, how would you describe your show? What, what what would be distinctive about your show, how you do it, content? Um, I've had somebody ask me that before. And the, the best way I can kind of describe my show uh, kind of stems back to a um, uh, an episode of, of uh, the Bible Answer Man, for those that are familiar with Hank Hennegraaff. I was listening to a, a program of his where he had a guest on, and they were discussing, discussing something um, called the fact-value split. Whereas, and in, in Dr. Future, you probably have an uh, experience with this, where essentially um, somebody, especially with a scientific uh, uh, background, they tend to have to uh, focus their attention in two separate directions, uh, whether they are at work and focusing on, on fact-based information and what is quantifiable, and then when you step back and... And, and to your family, you have to switch from rational, and, and, and instead of thinking of your wife and family as automatons, automatons, they are 
you have to somehow bring in the, 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 the touch and feely part of it. You have to somehow rationalize the fact that you're not dealing with robots, you're dealing with, with love, you're dealing with feelings, you're dealing, dealing with the completely irrational. And that kind of inspired me because what, I, what I've really been seeing is a shift um, in our society um, from the fact value split. And what I'm seeing around me is, is, is almost the serving up of, of, um, of really the Darwinistic type of thinking. And it's almost like the church as it stands right now is, is, first of all, I mean, the church seems to be really close to dead spiritually as far as I can tell, for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, it's definitely accepted. I go to a wonderful church myself. But, but they are really fighting that battle in, in, in essentially what amounts to the, the modern era where, where they're, 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 they're struggling back and forth with, with um, the quantifiable, with the Darwinistic thought. It's, it's really a battle that they're, 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 that they're I mean, equipped uh, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to, really, to, really, to really face off against. And, and the problem with that is that I'm really noticing a shift now in the postmodernistic thinking, and, and that struggle is, is transitioning. And it, it's like the church is being left behind fighting atheists, mm-hmm. where really, if you look at the society around you, there's a new spirituality that is being introduced, and and the mm-hmm. church is just missing the boat. And I guess that's kind of the that's that's kind of the the, the genesis of of uh, my thought process as I, as I started to to really kind of get involved with uh, podcasting myself. It's just almost like you have that voice inside of you screaming that you know that you you have to do something. And and I really honestly just honestly just felt like I was answering the call. And I don't know how well I'm doing it, but I'm trying. Okay. Well, I, first of all, I think the most important thing is you're actually doing something. I've, I can't tell you how many people I've heard express similar thoughts and then go, oh, well, let's go to Burger King. Mm-hmm. As if, mm-hmm. as okay. if you know. Put the DVD in. Yeah. I, well, just, I just need a little more blue Kool-Aid, and then I'll be okay, and I'll completely forget. Right. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate the fact that you're willing to go out there and rattle the cage of evil. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, brother, I got one more question to ask you and then we're we're going to try to move on to some That's other cool. other callers coming in and I want to thank you. You will always be known as the inaugural caller of yep. Future Quake Live. I hope you know that. Ah. That'll be a special distinction except for, the, except for the pizza guy that called in that one time. Well, right? that's the yeah, that's the old era, the pre-Cambrian <laughs> Future Quake. Uh I'm sorry there's not a cash prize along with it, but I got one more question about um Shows like yours, the Revelations Radio Network, and the whole alternative Christian media that has popped up via the Internet, uh, what, what do you think they've accomplished? What role do you think they fill? Uh, you, you've mentioned that the established church, you think uh, a lot of it leads to somewhat dead. Are there some specific accomplishments, you think, in general, uh, that all of us are accomplishing in this alternative media? Yes. I think there's good, and I also think there's bad. First of all, the good, I think we are painfully normal, and I think that is a positive. I think it's a plus, mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I think a lot of people who who would not uh, turn their back necessarily on the, the concept of God and even, the, you know, thank, thank goodness the concept of Jesus, they are turned off very much by the talking heads that represent Christianity. And I, I, really, I really believe that we're so average that it is it's a benefit to God and the benefit, you know, we're able to be that much more useful for his purpose because we're, I would like to think we're more relatable. Mm-hmm. So that, there's definitely that side of it. Uh, the, the only negative of it is I, I, 
struggled so many so many hours wondering why it is that that this type of of show is is being or archetypes of shows are being allowed to be aired, and I've only been able to come to a couple of conclusions on that. One being is that the text so so negligible by our, our our sheer size and lack of numbers in comparison to some of the larger the larger names out there. And thank thank goodness, you know, credit to you, some of the guests you've had on your show. And uh, I count myself as a futurian and I very much have enjoyed the the people who have who have who have stepped behind the mic on your program. I've just been awed on more than one occasion. But I really another conclusion I've come to is I really am wondering if in some ways we we are almost of benefit to the establishment, I guess would be the way to say it. And I really haven't completely mm-hmm. put my finger on how that would be yeah. as of yet. But you know, the, the, tr- the truth movement is so muddy that it's it's, it's so it's, it's an oxymoron actually. The truth movement is, and just trying to dig out the nuggets is, is so tough. So it makes you wonder, you know, why are we allowed to do this? But hopefully, we're touching a few people's lives. Brother James, I want to thank you so much for calling, and it's neat to get a call in out of country mm-hmm. from uh, someone. Ac- we are now officially international. That's right, yep. officially international. Brother James, in closing, I also want to tell you to thank you both you and Tom for arranging uh, the periodic uh, prayer time that we have for the yeah, programmers on Revelations Radio Network, uh, where we actually pray for guidance from the Lord, pray for discernment, wisdom, pray for each other's prayer needs. That's been something you've been a leader in doing. And uh, I know that's borne tremendous fruit, some of which we don't even know about, only some of which we hear about. So I want to thank you for calling in, and I hope you stay tuned in here. And uh, my guess is we'll probably try this crazy experiment again before too long down the road. I'm kind of having uh, a really good time. We'll expect we'll expect you to call back I just in. Wish so we didn't have such bad latency with the. Yeah, we're we're, the we're getting there. Chat room. Brother James, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Okay, and God bless you and your work. And tell us tell us your show. Tell us your show one more time. The oh, name of it. I suppose I have. I suppose I. Oh yeah, I did mention that. It's Fuzzy Radio X on the Revelations Radio Network. Okay, be sure everybody check that out and say hey to James. Tell him a Futurian uh, fellow Futurian is coming to listen to him. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, hang tight. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. God bless, guys. Okay, thank you. Okay, I think we we've got another distinguished call. It was great to hear James call in. We see we got one on hold. Who might this be? Bring him. Bring this uh, distinguished caller in. You're on. I don't know. Distinguished is kind of pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> we have had some. I think of the, you just. I think you just scraped the street. <laughs> we have had some of the most distinguished uh, diplomats, heads of state, on the Future Quake show, but we've really outdone ourselves, I believe. Looking from the name on here. It appears that we have the one, the only Longshoreman Johnny. Mr. Effie himself. Yeah, uh, uh, host, co-host of the Iron Show, uh, Longshoreman Johnny. I want to welcome you to the first inaugural live edition of Future Quake. Thanks, Dr. Future. Actually, that's not my name. It's, uh, it's, uh, Johnny. I can't believe I'm on Future Quake. Longshoreman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've thrown down the gauntlet for the other callers now. They're going to yeah. come up with a middle name. Uh, on there, um, I want to I want to thank you publicly, uh, Longshoreman Johnny, uh, that you have been one of the incredible encouragers of the Future Quake show, uh, particularly when we have had shows that have been very controversial, that uh, sort of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, this and that. You have always stood by and been a faithful friend, 
uh, and and always always make me laugh out loud every time I get one of your emails. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've not met this gentleman, and in fact, one way you can do it is to go over to Iron Show and catch the uh, impeccable experience uh, that you will have when you experience the Iron Show. How can our listeners actually go over to Iron Show and catch it? Ironshow.com. Just go to Ironshow.com and uh, just click on our picture, and you'll be taken right to the download page. And you can either, you know, plus future quake, you can either... Well, it's nothing like Future Quake. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> you can either, uh, you know, click on the link and uh, listen in your browser or uh, download the shows, put them on your iPod. Yeah, it's much and, more sophisticated. Uh, yeah, well, let me let me just tell our listeners, uh, just to understand your prestige, uh, yours is a show that's one of the favorites of Peter Goodgame, who's a legend in our yeah. community. And I, I know a lot of people will immediately just hang up their phone here and go to that site when I when I say I that. Look at their dropping like flies. That uh, y- you almost have the franchise for uh, uh, Peter Goodgame shows anymore, including some legendary ones. You reported on uh, this amazing change and turn in his ministry and things. That was a a big moment for all of us in our community. It was a big newsworthy story that you covered. And uh, I'm sure that's not the end of it. But if I recollect correctly, when we first heard from you, you you, uh, you started listening like as a podcast when you're out there on the shipping dock uh, unloading ships out on the Columbia River, right, out on the coast? Yeah, I was. It was around, oh, probably around, yeah, it was about the end of 2007, around November 2007 when things really get kicking up. And uh, I was in a really bad spot. Uh, some of these jobs you get on the waterfront, they get real scary, especially at night. Not only that, the, the mist coming off the river and some of the spooky places you have to be, usually out all alone and it's cold. And, and not, only are you in, not only is your life in danger, real danger, but uh, it's kind of spooky besides. So I desperately uh, was searching through something to listen to on my iPod. And it had to be some kind of Christian, and I had downloaded your show, uh, Future Quake uh, 64 with Peter Goodgame, uh, oh, a week or so earlier, and I brought that up, and it really, uh, it really helped me. It really, it really uh, got me through that first night, and since uh, oh, the few months going, I, I went through some pretty tough times, and constantly uh, went back to Future Quake, and uh, there was a lot of times when. Uh, you know, you kind of brought Johnny through some awful hard times, you know. Uh, I dare say you even saved my life once. That's a that's a story that's a little too wild for radio, but, uh, yeah, I owe a lot to Future Quick. Future Quick has been a huge inspiration for me, and uh, it just meant so much to me, and it's changed my life so much. Uh, in fact, I mean, you're obviously, you know, you're the inspiration for the Iron Show, and the Iron Show is nothing like Future Quake. But I, you know, I looked in the, you know, I looked in the mirror and I said, I gotta do something, and I, I got a big mouth, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm a musician. I, I've been a webmaster since the early '90s. Almost one, I had one of the first websites on the internet, and uh, so I had all the skills, and I had a recording studio. But I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna do a show like Future Quake. When I looked again in the mirror, I thought, you know what, Johnny. Ain't no doctor future. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Everyone breathed a sigh of relief. 
I'll tell you, I knew I could never fill your boots, but at least I could I could give it, you know, bring what I had, you know, bring what I had to the to the world. And sometimes it. How long has Iron Show been it's on? Questionable, but yeah. Well, same with oh, all of us. A year ago. A year ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it all started uh, when. I'm sorry, I'm walking all over you. Go ahead. Well, that's that's our problem. We just have a little delay here. Um, are you? Uh, is this a show that's on weekly? Do you have new broadcasts weekly? We don't. We don't. We're kind of. Uh, we get the shows out uh, kind of bi-weekly, and uh, in fact, there's been a gap of of about six, seven weeks between uh, uh, Iron Show 15 and Iron Show or Iron Yeah Iron Show. 15 and 16, and that's because we have been engineering uh, new Iron Show studios, and we now we've got that all set up, so we're ready to go pretty much bi-weekly. One of the things is my co-host, Rick the Surfer, it's hard to get him on the show. He's usually surfing. Yeah. <laughs> He's got something better to do. I hope I hope you've not uh, joined the Council of National Policy or something like that to get the fu- funds to bankroll the, the new TNT, studio. No, we're not... Yeah. We don't seem to be we don't seem to be in anybody's pocket. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't want I didn't want the Iron Show to be bought by the new Apostolic Reformation or you know, getting money from May Day two thousand ten. Yeah, uh, well the day we the day we got the day we are um fourth as popular as Future Quake will be the day I celebrate. Oh <laughs> we're gonna be yesterday's news. We're like we're like the John the Baptist. We can't latch the uh, the shoes of the Iron Show. Um, what, oh, I don't know about that. I feel I feel rather the reverse. Well, like a doctor. It, now, as far as doing Iron Show, what 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 are the kind of topics or perspective that you try to focus on there that you don't feel like are covered by other people? What what what's the unique spin or subject matter that you like to prefer to follow on Iron Show? Well, right off the bat, you know, your boy Johnny, he, he came from a pretty wild background. And, uh, you know, uh, in fact, you know, I, I, my sister was, uh, my sister was asking, uh, she's got a, you know, real close friend that, uh, really she was asking me, you know, Johnny, when, when do you think this person's really gonna, you know, turn around and follow Jesus? I said, well, you know, uh, Lori, I'm 47. Why don't you give her though she's about 46 and a half? <laughs> so, so, so anyway, I'm almost 48 now, so I've been I've been real steady, you know, with Jesus yeah. the last year. Really, Future Quake has turned me around. Uh, and that and that's another credit, Future Quake, as far as a huge inspiration in my life. But as far as the Iron Show goes, the difference that we have is that we're just both wild. You know, my co-host, he's a surfer. He's a long-haired surfer. Uh, Lives in Southern California, and I'm a longshoreman. And so we get on, we get on the Iron Show. We start yelling and screaming, and you know, we uh, we want to try to present a wilder side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're not sinful, but we're very wild. You know, I think that's what puts us on the fringe. And and uh, we we I will cover just about any topic on the Iron Show. A lot of times, though, we talk about who Jesus is. Me and Rick like to you know really get into deep into theology, you know. And we're back at Future Quake with Doctor Future and Tom. Gosh, that was fun, Bionic. Yeah, and uh, we we sort of had to cut right in the middle of our talk with uh, Longshoreman Johnny, mm-hmm. uh, one of our dearest friends on our show, one of the mm-hmm. most intriguing people you'll ever meet, uh, with an intriguing show, Iron Show. Yeah, I love that email he sent about. The Jesus box. Yeah, he tries to put Jesus in the box, but he keeps 
flopping his arms and legs out. Yeah. You have to know Longshoreman Johnny to really appreciate it. I know the world of prophecy people can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've experienced the phenomena that I is almost, Longshoreman Johnny. I almost Johnny. wish we could. I wish I had a copy of that email. I could make it into haiku. Yeah. Well, one day it'll be like footprints in the sand. But someone else famous is Merv who can tell you how to contact us at Future Quake. Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. we got to go. Okay. Come back for our continuing Future Quake Live tomorrow. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Break Show. I'm Dr. Future. And Tom, pretty excited about a call-in show on TalkShoe.com, Bionic. Oh, you're picking up your intensity this week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, um, you're going to hear an experiment on the Future Quake Show. You know we normally have a guest on as pre-recorded broadcast through the week. Uh, this week we did something special. Back on June 29th, we did a Future Quake Live show uh, brought to you via uh, TalkShoe.com, which we really appreciate those folks allowing us to rebroadcast it. I uh, had some of our Futurian friends call in, and next time we hope all of you can can call in and check, uh, check with us next time we do it. But uh, we're going to resume our discussion with Longshoreman Johnny uh, on, and you're going to meet some other new friends too before we wrap up there. So no further ado, here's our Futurian friends, and we'll be right back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Uh, one guest that we have coming up is uh, uh, this guy, Dr. Future, yeah, who is going to be on. A- you finally landed him. Well, boy, everybody else must have not answered the phone that week or something. Uh, Sorry you had to resort to that for a filler in there. But, uh, you know, until you get a real guest, maybe he could be be a good fill-in, you know. But you know what? You you fool a lot of people here. You give a persona uh, that, that you're just this wild man, you know, just sort of going off the fly. But when you start talking about a subject on Iron Show or even in an email uh, over with our friends at World of Prophecy, whatever, you you show that you have quite a a study record in the Bible uh, and in others uh, religious texts and things like that. So I don't want our audience to be fooled if they're not familiar with you uh, that we're, we're talking about a guy here who knows his stuff and uh, blows me away. Some of the books you quote recite some religious texts, some things you're familiar with, or things I don't know much about. And uh, I just try to listen and learn when I hear hear Iron Show. That's that's a that's an incredible compliment. I I can't quite imagine that in my mind, but uh, yeah, you know, I have been a Christian for since 1985. So I mean, it's been 25, 26 years. Yeah. And uh, I haven't been a very good Christian until like the last year. But that whole time, I have been studying. I have been listening. So yeah, when it comes to theology, I do know some. Somewhat, I do have some some knowledge, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, and I really like I really like uh, a lot of the theories that you put out because uh, you and I have some of the same uh, some of the same kind of heroes like Pember, 
Right. And you have to get a good game. And mm-hmm. You're right. You and I and have the started. same admiration society there, the same folk. Uh, it, for our listeners, uh, and we're going to we're going to get onto some other calls here in just a minute. But uh, for our Futurians who are listening, uh, both now and and later on WNO and on the podcast, any kind of advice or things that they need to be on the lookout for, news stories, subjects that are going on that really have your eye, that you uniquely want to let our listeners know to be on the eye lookout for. Yeah, um, I, just, I don't know. I've just been noticing that I, I just saw two movies that uh, that are kind of in the future quake vein. Uh, in, in my mind, they had they really supported. They, they made you feel sorry for people who were just about to get hit by the planes on 9/11. Two big popular movies that have just come out, one right after another, and it makes me really feel like they're trying to get you to, uh, you know. You know, uh, be against the Muslims and everything again. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's one thing in the media. I see that popping out. Well, we got a I war. That was your... We got a war that's getting ready to get started. You got to get that fevered yeah. pitch. You know, ju- just like uh, the the nurses, supposedly the Kuwaiti nurses that were there in the hospital when the Iraqi people invaded, and they testified before Congress right before we went to war. They testified that that the Iraqi army came in and took the babies out of the incubators and killed the babies outside the incubators. And uh, it wasn't until not too long ago I found out the government admitted that these nurses were actually worked for a PR firm, and they weren't nurses, they weren't Kuwaiti at all. Uh, it was all a setup of PR to sell uh, this particular war. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're, there aren't some other kind of operations like that to get the public behind the large-scale sacrifices that will come with an Iranian war. You were saying that they're, they're, the government has been funding the media for years, mm-hmm. and it sure seems like they funded these last two big popular movies. The one was the the, the most recent one was the guy, you know, the teenage vampire guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do I, I can't think of the name of the series, but he it's his first non-vampire movie. Okay. So all the kids are, you know, they're being influenced by that. Yeah, I really agree with you, Doctor Future. Do you remember the names of the movies? They come to mind. Um, I have one of them still here. Uh, let me see. Let me look through my pile here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Dear John is one of them. Okay. I don't know. That's a yeah. huge, a right. huge romance. All the girls are crying over it. Yeah. And the other one, I cannot remember the name of it. Okay. I took it back to the video store. Well, we'll tell our listeners to be on the lookout. Yeah. To, to just sort of see the programming that we're all going to be subject to to get us ready. Probably that's the more sure sign of war than carriers in the Gulf, is when we see this kind of stuff to condition the public based upon what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. But, Brother Johnny, we're going to have to say goodbye. We've got a couple more uh, callers in the queue, uh, but uh, we need to have you on here just as a guest period and uh, talk about some of these matters. But I want to thank you so much for, for what you mean to us yeah. and uh, what you're accomplishing through Iron Show. And... Um, it's exciting to be a Christian to know people like you. It it makes it really exciting. I want to thank you, Doc. And I want to thank you, Doc. Thank you, Fizzy. You guys, it's the same here, only more. So yeah, you. Yeah, and you're you're nicknamed Fizzy Boy for the guy yeah. over here. Hey, get, give the best to your surfer friend, and I look forward to talking to you all in about a month. Okay, thanks, Doc. Okay, take care. God bless, bro. We'll see you. God bless you too, bye. Okay, well let's. 
uh, as we're having another guest coming in, and that was a great uh, Longshoreman Johnny. Yeah, we're going to we're going to go. It looks like we're going to go to guest number two. Okay, and I want to remind our callers if you want to call in, the number here is area code seven two four 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 seven four four four. And uh, if you're on WNO, this is already a pre-recorded show, so don't call in. But if you're listening to us uh, live on the 29th of June via TalkShoe.com, uh, be sure and call in, mm-hmm. and we'll get you in the queue. So All queue right. up guest number two here. All right. All right, guest, you're uh, on the Future Quake show. Hey, guys, this is Paul from Texas. Paul, hey, brother Paul. Paul. How you doing, man? Yeah, I figured y'all needed a call from uh, south of the Mason-Dixon line now. (laughs) That's exactly right. We've had two of them from the uh, northwest, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's good to hear somebody down here in the greater Bible Belt area, whatever that means. Uh, Brother Paul, it's great to hear from you. And I I hope you heard my comment earlier when I saw you pop in here on the... uh, on the chat room. I don't know much what I'm doing, which is pretty apparent from the earlier part of the show. But uh, I, well, I, so, I appreciate so, the kind words. Well, I appreciate your your incredible encouragement uh, to us here at Future Quake. And it just means so much. You don't know how much, how important that is when we get sort of stressed out and we get behind the curve and we're behind the schedule of studying stuff and trying to get stuff ready every week and, you know, just sort of severe deadlines. But when your when your emails come in, it's like just a shot of adrenaline. And I just want to tell you, I appreciate it so much. Well, I just wanted to call you guys and kind of, uh, I guess, mimic what Johnny was saying about just uh, how you guys' show has changed my life. And uh, I guess I have almost a similar uh, situation. I've been a Christian since about 86, I guess. But uh, your guys' show has opened my, uh, I don't even know, you know, I guess that God used it to change my heart. Uh, so now I feel like, I, you know, I actually have the heart that, you know, Christ talks about we need to have, you know, about loving your neighbor and, and really wanting to share the gospel uh, with a, because I feel, you know, I want to. Right. Because I have an actual compassion for my fellow man, not just out of fear that, you know, I'm being disobedient to God if I don't do it or or something I'm supposed to do. Now I feel like, you know, it's something I I want to do. And I'd say a lot of that is just uh, because of the presentation that you guys have on your show, you know, week after week of, uh, I would say, doing a real good job of uh, displaying the love of Christ that you two have uh, in your lives. And the main reason I, I, you know, I got to meet you guys at the conference there in Nashville, and the main reason I felt compelled to go is because uh, your show and, and, and just, you know, uh, the way that you all present yourselves had so changed my life that I just thought, well, i got to meet these guys in person and see if this is, you know, if this is actually real, if this is how they are, or, you know, some radio persona or right. something like that. <laughs> right. And, uh, Turns out uh, we I were much better looking than our radio voices. Mm, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Well, I just tell everyone that it's it, it certainly uh, you guys – Far and beyond, uh, you know, met the expectations I was hoping, uh, you know, that you would meet as far as your genuineness. And uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing how God is, is using you. And uh, I just want to encourage oh, gosh, you guys. I know it's, it's really tough when you're doing something, you know, just on a volunteer basis, if you will. But uh, yeah. I'd say you guys do an excellent job, very professional. And uh, everything you do seems to edify Christ. And uh you can't say that about most uh, radio programs. So, well, 
Brother Paul, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you other than you've just, you know, had a real Barnabas ministry of encouragement to us in your emails uh, that you send. Because, you know, for the time we put into it, we don't want to do it if it doesn't add any kind of value to anybody. Uh, and when you say that, that it does, that really is a motivation for us to keep on keeping on. And um, I understand you have some listeners there listening with you. Well, yeah, I was forcing my children here to listen with me. <laughs> you may hear some noise in the background, yeah. but uh, you got to start them off young. So, did, did they do something really bad? Are you punishing them by making them listen? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's just a part of the uh, typical, I guess, parental uh, mistreatment. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a, a dastardly form of timeout to make them listen to Future Quake. Uh, to get them scared straight. Well, you know, probably the if the authorities are listening, they'll probably come confiscate your children. If you're making them listen well, to a Christian yeah, program, they have a lot of other reasons to come visit my house. So, uh. <laughs> well, brother Paul, uh, what kind of topics uh, our guests that we've had on Future Quake uh, really meant the most to you? Uh, I, I would have to say, at first, I was attracted to the uh, the, the guests that you had on that would talk about uh, you know political ideals and uh, and uh, you know I guess. Uh, for lack of better, you know, conspiratorial uh, things with our government. But uh, then I would have to say, uh, when I finally was brave enough to uh, listen to some of your uh, shows on spiritual matters, such as, uh, you know, aliens and, uh, you know, spirit contacts through drugs and things like that, right. that, I would say those shows are definitely uh, what, I would say that was what was the impetus was to change my heart, really, hmm. uh, you know, o over to the realization of... Uh, just the Bible being true, everything that you read in the Gospels is just just as you read it, not you know, not ancient people that were too ignorant to explain things in a way we can understand today. Right. And uh, sure, in fact, it was exactly the opposite, really. The problem usually yeah. becomes the problem usually becomes not that they were lacking in any way, shape, or form. It's that we expect them to talk to us like we would talk to ourselves. And and what in fact is happening is they're relating to everything in their ancient Near Eastern world. So of which yeah, that's, we, that's exactly right. Yeah, of which we have plenty of evidence if you're just willing to do the research to go and look at it and find out what they were really saying, what that means in context. But nobody bothers yeah. to do that. Right. Yeah, and, and along those lines, I, I would tell you, Tom, I, I love the the Bible study that you and Chris are doing. That is, uh, thank you. It's just very enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how you guys have been able to do it, but for once I can listen to a Bible study. It just holds my interest, and uh, I I'm always saddened whenever you know the time is up and I got to wait till the next one. But uh, well, well, we're trying to get great them, work that y'all are doing. We're trying to get them cranked out, you know, at least once a week, if not more. We had to, we we were a little late in here uh, uh, this Monday night because I've got I'm like working three jobs for the next week. But, um, well, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I think people forget that uh, everyone that that you know has these podcasts we love to listen to, uh, they also have to put food on the table. Right, and, uh, yeah. There's not, there's not the, you know, $100,000 donations coming in for people. To, no, uh, not that. To not that. their palatial estates. Yeah, I mean, not that if there were if there were no strings attached, not that we would refuse it, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I think people would be impressed if they saw the massive Future Quake uh, studios in the state here. Yeah. Uh, well, we've all heard about it. So. I noticed yeah. the pile is getting smaller. Of I, all the old I, documents. I, I keep meaning to uh, put pictures of it up on on the internet, where you can actually see the the visitor center and the, you know, and the entryway, the rotunda, mm -hmm. and the other parts of it here. The gangway but, uh, and all the yeah. big computer screens and everything. Brother Paul, uh, uh, 
what do you see on the horizon? What's on your mind right now as far as subjects, things that are going on right now that you're really keeping a close eye on that you'd like to tell your fellow Futurians out there to, to keep an eye on? Well, I would have to say I've always been very interested in the uh, the idea of you know, mind control weaponry or, or mm-hmm. you know, EMP mm-hmm. type weaponry that you know people wouldn't use necessarily for destructive purposes uh, or you know to physically destroy something, but uh, to control society or people. And I've just noticed that it's become more and more of a topic on people's shows, and it's uh, you know I don't know if just more people are talking about it or, or what. But for years I've tried to talk with people about it, and you know you just get the typical, well that sounds crazy, or I don't think God would ever let something get that bad, or. Mm-hmm. Uh, he let it get you pretty know, bad I in the days of Noah. Off, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. You know. Right. You know, I have an interest in that, too. Uh, that's something, that obviously, by looking at what we've covered, that really has caught my eye, too. Because I do think it's important, even from a biblical standpoint, when we read Revelation 18, and it talks about how the kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth use sorcery, by which it deceived the nations of the earth. And I think this kind of activity is right in line with what the Bible already proclaims, and what they do. And as they learn more technology, they're just finding more ways to extend their tyranny uh, over us. And and I'm sure you're like me, Brother Paul. You, you think about giving up control of your mind. That's like the ultimate assault. It's one thing for well, them to yeah. put you in jail. or do other, At least you have your own thoughts in your mind. It's like the fear of uh, going insane, you know, or like being trapped in a nightmare. Um, if you, if you, well, if you, <laughs> yeah, or listening to future quake. If you, if you would actually, uh, you know, be in a scenario where you no longer have any kind of role in being able to determine your reality, that's a that's a step of just total helplessness, is it not? Well, yeah, and it, it, it's so anathema to our our natural state. And, you know, God takes free will very seriously. Right. That's kind of what sets the whole stage for the the world we live in, and, and really that answers a lot of the questions that people have about. Uh, very serious topics like you know, why God allows uh, evil to uh, exist and uh, or why does he allow me to do something if it's not good for me. But I'm no expert on exactly why God allows free will, except that free will seems to be the only way that you can actually have, uh, you know, what Paul describes as, as actual right. love. And uh, as most people know, love is a, a wonderful thing that, you know, you can either share with your spouse or, or your family or a, uh, you know, God has given us the ability to have a relationship with Him, you know, a loving relationship through Jesus Christ. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the idea that someone would have a technology to uh, limit your free will is just, uh, it, it is something that, you know, we're commanded to not be fearful, but the idea of losing your free will is something fearful because I don't really see, uh, I don't see that necessarily addressed in the Bible as any mm-hmm. way for us to defend ourselves against that. And uh, I, Except I for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit well, is the only right. one that can defend us from that. And, you know, uh, I really appreciate your, your words about how God gives us this, this free will and gives us some measure of self-determination. You know, we, we're still accountable for the for the byproduct of our decisions because, really, God uh, definitely, even himself, is not a dominionist. Uh, he, he doesn't believe in by taking force and coercion. Uh, you know, to to uh, try to force people to love him or to follow, adopt his things. He he uh, asks us to lovingly, uh, you know, pursue, you know, our love and, and pursuit of his will and things like this. Of course, there'll come a one day when all of us will 
we'll have a final decision where we'll be left to the fate of the choices we made. Uh, if we want God out of our life, we'll have to go live in a place where God isn't, and it's not a very nice place. But, uh, you know, aside from that, the Lord just gives us uh, the opportunity to make our free will decisions, even if they're wrong ones, and to think we'd let some man do it. Uh, and that's what really scares me about some of these political movement now, even within Christendom, that wants to use the, the force of government to do the kind of things that God won't even do to us. Well, that's right. And I, I think that's why uh, you know, a show like y'all's y'all show is so important because uh, you discuss all these topics that people can approach with extreme fear or anger, uh, and you guys approach them at the end of the day with a, uh, a spirit of love and of the, you know, the spirit of love that Christ wants us to have. And it's evident in almost every show that you guys have, and uh, it's it's just great. It makes it so enjoyable to listen to, to you guys discuss these topics as opposed to a show such as Alex Jones or, you know, just many other shows that uh, talk about really serious things. But they're, they're in, the, I guess, the conclusions that they have uh, are almost never uh, – well, we need to obviously spread the gospel. Yeah, yeah you don't <laughs> right. We need to love all these people. Right. right. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, that, that's yeah. rarely ever the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to get around to making disciples. If all else fails, do what Jesus told us to do. Sure. Uh, Brother Paul, I sure appreciate your your comments, uh, and um, uh, I'm sure we're going to have some more shows. There's already some topics like this that relate to how they manipulate our minds. Some of them are more subtle, even like TV. Um, we we were talking about uh, the the media, you know, in our discussions tonight about what they can do to control things. And uh, when you look at Project Mockingbird, you find out that a lot of our most prominent journalists uh, on TV and print media and elsewhere were actually on the FBI payroll, and they were actually formulating stories to create a a certain pro-government mindset that led an agenda that they wanted us to go. And so we're going to have to more seriously try to find independent voices for hearing what's going on and ultimately rely on our reading of the Bible, serious reading of the Bible to know what truth is in an increasingly more confusing world. Well, there's no arguments there. Well, Brother Paul, we're going to go. we got a couple more callers in the queue, but I want to thank you so much for your encouragement, and I hope you'll call back when we have hopefully our next live show. If people will show up a second time and give us another shot, I hope you'll come back and be on live again. Well, I definitely will. I thank you guys for taking my call tonight, and uh, it's been exciting waiting for this show. So, uh, well, thanks, brother. I wish you guys, luck in all your endeavors. Keep praying for us. Pray for discernment through some of these confusing topics. So, we're going to tell you good night. Keep listening to the show later, okay? We're going to have some. All some right, God other bless call. you guys. Okay, take care. Okay, that's uh, brother Paul from Texas. Um, one of our listeners from around the country and around the world. We have listeners from Ukraine, Australia. Uh, just about all other countries around the world that Nashville. email us that say uh, that spirit world. even yeah even national. <laughs> uh, here's some trivia just before we take our next caller here yeah. some future quick trivia. According to our internet, the tens of thousands of, of regular internet listeners, we have a larger audience on WNO locally, but but we have that many just by word of mouth. Um, after Nashville, the second uh, biggest city in terms of future quake listeners is what? Guess Tom Bionic. Goodlitzville. Nope. It is uh, Amsterdam. Well, Netherlands is the second out. biggest listener of you. So we give a call to Amsterdam. The second, like, by weight? By a number of people, not oh. by weight. We don't weigh people <laughs> to find out. No. How on earth did you get that over the internet? Yeah. The third, guess what third city is? Botswana. Close. Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, 
far. So out. we're going to give a call out to our friends there. So this amazing world we live in. It looks like we got another caller coming in. Yeah, let me see if I can remember how to unmute this thing. Okay, hang on. We've got a caller coming in. Hello. Okay, we're tr- okay. Here we go. We've got a call in. Hello, hello, br- hello brother. Hello. You're on, you're on the. That's <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's co-host. Hey, what's up? What's hey, up, is, this, is this Rick? Yeah, it's Richard. Yeah. Hey, yeah. brother. It's so so glad. Hey, to, brother. We we've had the dynamic duo on now. Uh, <laughs> saw you. Saw Johnny you in the. Says, call in, dude. Saw you in the queue. We're we're having an all-star call. Uh, I was glad to see that you uh, were calling in here. I wasn't for sure that was you. I thought it was from, uh, uh, I think it was World of Prophecy, where I've seen your name on there before. We've got another call that you'll be interested to hear right on your heels, uh, someone else. So if you're in the queue, hang on to the line here, because we'll want to talk to you in just a minute. But, Rick, what's going on with you, brother? What's happening in in, in the world, in uh, your walk and fellowship? Oh, me? Yes. I'm trying to think, what am I going to say? I'm kind of nervous here. I'm, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> you're, you're a radio talk show host. You have no <laughs> excuse nervous? to be nervous. Yes, but I heard about you know you for quite a while, and it's like, wow, I'm on I'm on an actual show that's actually, you know, a, a real cool show that, you know, it's like popular, and I was like, well, wow, you know, uh, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, my walk, uh, I usually do, I get more into politics these days, you know, trying to, uh, shouting out in politics and uh, really yeah. trying to understand American history, the Christian history of it, to defend it. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, my usual is uh, I tell everybody my newest book is uh, I'm reading, a, again, like I'm a big church historian freak. I really love church history. And uh, I guess my latest now, is I just started reading a book by Bruce L. Shelley called Church and History in Plain Language. So, because I just have this knack to know it. Because, wow. Uh, we had a show. We had a show with my buddy Stefan. It was uh, we just put on the Iron Show, and this guy's me and him really really get in. We this is all we do is we talk about history, and he mm-hmm. he's really good at history. So I'm trying to keep up with him. Well, don't take this as an offense, but Iron Show was really a very intellectual show. Uh, I I know you came across with a you know a very freewheeling style and things like that. But if you don't watch it, you'll accidentally learn something on Iron Show because you're extremely well read. And I, I listen to it a lot. I'll, I'll be working on something in the basement, and I take the laptop down, turn Iron Show on, and I'll forget what I'm doing because I get so engrossed in what uh, you, you and that other guy are talking about uh, on there. Really? And it, oh, it's, it's just really a real, real blessing. Shit, man, ain't me. <laughs> well, it's, it's always real, there, ain't me. Well, what, what part of the country are you calling from, Rick? What, what part? I live in San Diego, California. San Diego, okay. Oh, right by the border, man. Right, right. And my favorite church spot is right, like the border. I can, I could probably walk about maybe four minutes, five minutes, and I'll be right near the border. Well, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, probably maybe a little bit longer. If I draw, it'll be about five minutes. But where I, I have, I have a surf spot that you know, right near the border. So I'm really? kind of where. Yeah, but I live right in the middle of uptown San Diego. Wow. Hmm. Okay. And uh, so, exactly. so you and Johnny anchor the the Pacific Seaboard there because he's up on the uh, northern edge of the Pacific Seaboard, right? Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Future here from Future Quake, and Tom Bionic here from also from Future Quake. That's right. And uh, well, we got to have a little bit of uh, Longshoreman Johnny, and before the time was up. 
Uh, we, we've heard a number of friends here, but we also mm-hmm. heard from his his partner. His cohort. Yeah, Rick, which I had never actually talked, heard yeah. to him before. Mm-hmm. Looks surfer uh, up there in San Diego or down there, I guess. Yeah, and I uh, look forward to being on their show. I know you've already been on. You've been an alumnus mm-hmm. of, uh, of Iron Show. And uh, we've got some other people uh, doing some shows that you'll hear a little bit later on. I know James, we appreciate him calling in too, and a host of our other listeners. But Merv, could you tell our listeners how to contact us at Future Quake? Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we got to go. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I am Dr. Future. And I am Tom Bionic. And it had that Doppler effect there, didn't you? Indeed. Yeah, I hope people have the hi-fi. You can yeah. actually hear that. Get this around. Ladies on. and gentlemen, we can't stick around long because we got a short uh, segment here. Uh, we continue our segments of Future Quake Live recorded on June 29th. We had a live show, a live call-in with our Futurians. And we've got some more guests that are actually coming on here today. And uh, we think you'll enjoy that. So no further ado, here are our Futurian callers on Future Quake Live, and we'll be back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. You've got a great gig where you are right now on Iron Show, and it's built a Yeah, cult, you know, I never met following. Johnny in person either. I never it's, met Johnny in person. We've never met. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, what, this is the work of God, really. And, uh, and you've had a show for a year. Shirt. And yet, so far, it's been about a year. I guess coming in August, it'll be about a year. Isn't that amazing? Well, you know what? Maybe you'll just yeah. meet him in heaven. Maybe uh, you get to be able to do a live iron show in heaven. Yeah. Good glory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine ended up being gold show. I don't know. My, uh, <laughs> step, step it up for that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, what's uh, what kind of things going on in the world right now? What kind of topic really has your attention right now that you're really keeping an eye on? Well, today I've been really, uh, today, my topic today, I was just typing to a friend of mine who's another Christian who had his own radio show back in the day, uh, and, and I guess, I guess in, in North Carolina, I think. Anyway, right now I've been talking about the, the oil spill issue, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, adding, you know, a lot of the end time stuff to it, which I just think it's just a, another birth thing that's just being, we're being witnessed. Well, I was talking about all the things that are, are happening with that and how it relates to 1979 Panamax spill. Really? And how there's nothing different. And I just huh. found, yeah, I just mean, mean this, this guy, I just, I've always liked this on, online. That's all I do is I'm always talking to, I'm like talking about, uh, uh, like I have five different conversations going on, you know, as in, in a forum type sequence. Right. So I, on Facebook, me and my buddy were talking about the sickness right now that uh, CNN just recorded 168. Uh, illnesses from since the spill happened and stuff like that we were talking about and 
I wanted, I was talking about, well, that's just relative, you know, and I was looking at how many, you know, illnesses were in during the, the Puget Sound spill. And then and I'm trying to find it in 1979 what happened if there was a report on the health there. Just to, this is, this guy stirs me up. So, and we kind of debate about things. And he's like worried about the methane going to happen. Right. Uh, that something's going to ignite it and it could, you know, cause the coast. To, you know, which I don't think so because of the saltwater filtration and what my father says. Who's a he was a research chemist for mining and uh, oxidal research for mining, and he understands the oil spill and the chemical process and methane and the gases. So we're just I'm still in, in like a little debate with him right, with it right now. Now this is a friendly debate just because we're yeah. he's showing me one side and I'm showing him another, and we're both actually not debating debating. He just. Mm-hmm. Coming from that point of view, just I mean, I'm coming from this point of view, but we'll, actually, we both agree on. It. <laughs> so, well, did you, uh, brother? Did you hear the? Um, uh, did you hear the show, uh, the uh, story that we did at the first part of the show, where we read a few news stories, and I read something about the concern about actually entraining some of this oil, either the vapor or, or some, you know, droplets mist or something, and actually depositing it on land, uh, and actually being a uh, being a hazard. I didn't hear that, but actually I have it like, I just, I was reading, actually I was reading just something about, uh, that just a second ago. And on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, my buddy just reported something like that. Just now he just reported, uh, uh, the cover about BP's crew politics and the looming environmental mega disaster. And he just, that's the name of the story. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he got it from yet. And uh, yeah, it's just right here in front of me. And he was talking about how it evaporates, uh, oil can evaporate, I guess, when the storm comes up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very plausible to transport the oil and uptake it, particularly when you're really violently agitating the water, that you can actually get to some of that stuff in the air. Either, either the, 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 when it's really hot, you can either evaporate parts of the oil, or you can just take it up as a mist when you shake it and get it up airborne really high. And then deposit it later uh, inland. Um, really don't have a good feel of the fluid mechanics of, of you know how much can be transported, how much laid down. But it's an intriguing scenario. I, I think the current one that's coming in is going more toward the Texas. The last I looked, uh, so it's only brushing you know adjacent to it. But if this if this pool is going to stay for a few more months there, which it looks like, right through hurricane season, you usually get a number of ones that come through the Gulf. So. I wouldn't think as big as those uh, hurricanes are. If you know, if you look at the whole sweep, the width of the clouds, then they, we wouldn't m- maybe find out if this is plausible or not. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if oil can now, you know, evaporate the rain in the clouds. But uh, I never heard that before. But have you like that? But yeah, well, sure. um, well, the, the, the question is how much. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, you know, being in this hot an area where you've got the water this hot uh, and as strong a hurricanes as you can make in the Gulf, uh, it sort of leads to a worst-case scenario or at least maybe makes it plausible. I don't know. I, you know, not run the numbers through. But it's interesting you brought that up because that's related to a topic that we have here. Uh, are there some topics that you want to cover here in the future on the Iron Show? Uh, maybe. You know, it might, it might happen. Um uh, I mean, do you have some other topics that you're uh, thinking about? Uh, oh, emphasize? I thought you were talking about this, sorry. Yeah. Um, 
It's right now, I keep playing about it more to find out what we're going to talk about, but I have other topics coming, like uh, uh, we're going to probably start talking about history again and kind of bring up some history stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, you know, what I'm currently reading, I actually probably basically what I'm going, I'll talk about what I'm going through. I don't think we have any, we're supposed to be having a, a guest in the year to Dr. Future. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard, y'all are y'all are running y'all are running out of good ideas. You sort of scraping the bottom. I hope that's not the sign that you give up if you have to get guys like that on it. But yeah, end of the month, end of the month of July, so about a month from now. So uh, uh, I'll have to try to conceive of something interesting to talk about. It's that's a challenge in thirty days, but gonna gonna try to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll keep listening as much as I can to your show once. Uh, I get more tuned in. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to find uh, uh, what you were just talking about, about the oil issue, that's why I kind of sometimes spaced out a little bit because right. I like, uh, I don't know, I guess maybe it is, they say it's ADD, but no, I just, it's, I call it distraction. But as I, you were saying that, I have, there's an article called Can It Rain Oil? Did you, are you familiar with that yet? It's on, no. it's on Popular Mechanics. Okay. It's in Popular Mechanics, so uh-huh. you might be able to read that, and then yeah. you know, next time you come on, you're talking about it. It'll you probably might be able to. Uh, it'll probably debunk me. Uh, <laughs> I run no, into no, odds. Popular Mechanics. Yeah, I've I've run into odds as an engineer and inventor with people you, like Ford Motor Company and other people and like Jason that. So. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to have to run. We got some other callers in the uh, in the hopper here. But All right. I, should, I appreciate you calling and supporting us uh, yeah. here in our inaugural voyage. I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you calling, and uh, oh, I man, appreciate. It was an honor. It was an honor. Well, definitely it, an honor to be on your show. Really, I mean, a, I you you are something. You know, you've been on for quite a while, and, and actually, we're brothers in the Lord. And amen. Hey, you know, amen. I could say I learned from you too. You know. Well, iron sharpens oh, iron, you know. Definitely. That's, that's, that's what, what I always say. Yeah, or the yeah, F, I, F.E. show, I mean, as I call it. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to doing some ironing on that show and pressing some clothes and other things, too. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like Luther's round table, you know. It's, that's what they did, and that's what I think all of us Christians should do so we can, but we do it in a loving manner. And right. Just, you know, so right. the debate out there, we should debate because it's, it's great as long as we don't take it personal, you know, and we shouldn't. Right. Now, if people yeah, want to hear right. your show, they need to go to ironshow.com, correct? Yeah, exactly. Ironshow.com. You can find me under Richard White, but I, I don't have Iron Show yet. I might change the put the Richard White Iron Show on there on Facebook, and you can always keep in contact with me there. Okay. You guys, my, Mighty Tom and, and you, Dr. Future, I always put up stuff that I read on Facebook now oh. when I'm studying. I just like throwing it on there. Okay. Just all the things that I'm studying. And I go from everywhere. I go all over the place, so you got to figure out where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> okay. So if they, go to, if they go look for Richard White on Facebook, they'll see some of your other writings there. Um, you know, most of my writing, it's just, if you go on Facebook, yeah. I, I know there's a bunch of, there's thousands of Richard Whites I found out, but okay. you just gotta, uh, yeah. I'm, you'll know who I am, I'll, I'll have, it'll say the Iron Show on my, uh, thing, and, and then I'll have two blogs, American, uh, AmericanMoralLiberty.blogspot.com, okay. and then I have Lions, uh, LionsWarReport.blogspot.com uh, on, on Blogspot, Google, so I have two of those that I just, I've been trying to do, but I, you know, I haven't awesome. been made popular. Okay, awesome. Well, people, go yeah. check them out. Go check out uh, our brother here, and uh, we'll keep listening to Iron Show. I look forward to seeing you here in about a month, and thank you so much for joining us. 
All right. And, uh, yeah, if I can, uh, send me an email so I can get uh, updates when your shows are on, you know, uh, so I can continue to, you know, make it and try to, you know, make the time so I can listen to your show. Like, right now you're doing your show and I didn't know right. it, you know. Well, <laughs> we'll do. And uh, frontoffuturequake.com, we'll make these announcements as well as on the show of Future Quake. Uh, if you get the regular oh, yeah, shows yeah. download podcast, we'll keep announcements uh and, and maybe we'll do this on a periodic basis. So thank you so much for joining us, and uh, keep listening. Right. We appreciate hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Go catch that wave out there, buddy. All right. We'll, we'll see on. you. God bless. Okay. That's our friend Rick calling in. we got another uh, very important call coming in here next, and we want to thank Rick for calling. But I want to tell our listeners, uh, we've got the queue opening up here. You might want to give us a call here at area code 724-444-7444. So if you're listening in and you've not uh, called in with us, again, area code 714-444-7444. Unless you're listening uh, on WENO or listening on the podcast, if you're not catching this show on the 29th of June, this is pre-recorded. So lay off the phones. Otherwise, we'd like to hear from you. If you call up our, uh, our next guest. He should be there now. Uh, do we do we have a uh, a listener Futurian on the air? Hello, can you hear me? I sure yeah, can bit. hear you. So it's a, it's, a, it's a little uh, little, little grainy little there. Nudie. Yeah, a little yeah. Puzzle. Who who are we speaking with? Well, this is Derek Gilbert uh, from Yeah, Radio. <laughs> Boy, I I don't know if it's you or some kind of Cylon that's representing. Yeah, uh, you, Metatron has gotten into yeah. your phone. I think we, we've, we've, we're getting quite a bit of breakup. Uh, are you are you calling oh, okay. in well, via Skype? No, I'm just using the laptop and I'm using the shoe phone. The shoe so phone. Like Maxwell Smart. Yeah, like Maxwell Smart. I'm using the shoe phone to call in, and this is the first time I've used this little microphone on my laptop. <laughs> Well, I know sure you. This isn't Stephen Hawking. I know Stephen <laughs> Hawking. I know we've, you've been waiting in the hopper for a while, and uh, I saw a pretty amazing announcement. I just happened to glance over. Uh, Tom's been watching the chat, and I saw something in here I want to ask you about. But can I ask you a favor? Since we have such a terrible connection, can can you hang up and call yeah. back and just in about a minute? Because um, I, I really want to talk with you, and I got something I want to talk to you about your announcement here. If you're ready to share with it, so if if you can just hang up real quick, we'd like to. Have you call in and get a better connection? Not a problem. Okay. All right. Talk to you in just a minute, Brother Derek. Okay, that's uh, Derek Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you call have to disconnect in here, or is he disconnected? No, I think he'll disconnect himself. Okay. Well, we're going to have him call right back in. Um, everybody knows the wonderful Derek Gilbert and Sharon Gilbert. I think Sharon mm-hmm. dropped in for a little while. Yeah. It'd be uh, great to have them both on. I happen to glance over there. Come I think on, she, on, Sharon. I think she said that uh, Sam T. Dotson was needing a little attention. Oh, well, um, bring him on, too. I hope you listeners out there, if you listen via our podcast or iTunes or if you listen to WENO and you've checked online about some of the other people in the Futurequake universe, that you've had a chance to go over to PID Radio, Peering into Darkness Radio, at PIDRadio.com. It's an amazing show. Uh, it's a show that started about a month before Futurequake started, mm-hmm. back in that magical spring of 2005. Uh, they've been on the air since then, and now they have a second show called A View for the Bunker, that's hosted directly by Derek, um, but it is an incredibly informative show. They get a lot of guests that uh, I have to say I envy that they're able to land mm-hmm. and certainly learn a lot. And they're just wonderful Christian folk. Yeah. Uh, Brother Derek came and was the MC. He's like the best voice in conspiratronics. Is that right? Yeah. 
I was hoping you'd nominate me for that position. Okay, sorry for fishing for compliments. <laughs> well, Brother Derek, hopefully he'll be calling in here in just a second. We had, I think, probably some government folks were jamming his phone yeah. call because of some amazing things he was going to share with us. So mm-hmm. hopefully we didn't get him miffed. He'll come back again and he's call angry. and uh, yep. join with us. He's not that kind of guy. I tell you, some of his work he's done on the New Apostolic Reformation, not only when he came on our show and talked about it, but what he's covered on his show has been so important to the body, and it's getting a lot of attention. And uh, so it's I, interesting how It's interesting how wrapped around the axle some people get about it. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, it's I guess it's important. I mean, yeah, no, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in a good way that people should be wrapped around the axle about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But although they end up getting wrapped around the axle in a bad way, like, right. why'd you bring this up? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, while we're waiting for Brother Tom, I want to give, give out our phone call again. If you've not called in, if you're listening right now, and you'd like to call in to uh, the live edition of Future Quake, our number is seven. 7- Two four area code seven two four 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 seven four four four. So uh, we'd love to have any of you call in that are listening currently to the live edition. We know this is a little rough around the edges. Our first time as our maiden voyage. Oh, are you kidding? I'm having a great time. Oh, I'm having a good time too. Um, it's a it's a welcome break from all of the prep work and the upfront work for mm-hmm. the guests that we have in the books and the. Yep. In fact, we're working on a book on a on a major guest next week. It's mm-hmm. going to be a fascinating show. It's a wild book, isn't it? It is. It is. And we've got a very, very interesting show. In fact, there's so much chalked into it that we really can't cover all of it. We can only hit the high spots next week. But we've got an amazing summer of some guests that are going to be coming over the next month or so. Uh, But I want to remind, again, our listeners here, we've got a lineup of people in the chat room. If you've not called in yet and you'd like to join us, our number again is area code 724-444-7444. And I don't know. Uh, Brother Derek may be having some trouble getting back on. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully he'll be joining us here again in a Ooh, minute. It looks like looks like the viewer has called. Okay. We'll, get the... well, let's let's get the viewer in here. All right. See see who our friend is here. Uh, hello, the viewer. You are on Future Quake. Hello, Doctor Future. Very nice to talk to you. Awesome. What? Who are who are we speaking with? Um, my name's Norm. I live in New Hampshire. I I don't have a radio talk show. I'm hey! Right? Congratulations. We have just a regular Futurian yeah. calling in. Doesn't have another show that they're talking about. So that puts you in very... You know, there's a special award for the guest that doesn't have a show. Actually, I guess Brother Paul from Texas got no, that earlier. But uh, you, you got second. You're the Avis of the regular Futurian listeners. But you know what? I believe you're the first one from that part of the country. You're representing the eastern seaboard uh, with your call, and that shows that we're truly a coast-to-coast show. Mm -hmm. And, Norm, I tell you, it's just a pleasure to hear hear from you. How long have you been listening to Future Quake? Uh, I would say I've been listening about a year, and I think I picked you guys up from uh, Revelations Radio Network, maybe. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, that's that's great. Um, anything really struck you about Future Quake? Something that that really intrigues you, or oh, you find really interest? Funny. Well, um, I've been listening to a while, uh, you guys for a while, and I picked up a lot of the archive shows. But I've also I've listened to a lot of excuse me. Um, 
And my son's just running around making funny noises, so. That's okay. Um, Tom does that to me a lot yeah, when that, we're recording that's here. Yeah, a standard practice here in the studio. I have to put him in timeout occasionally, so I know how you feel, Norm. pointy cap. So, um, I actually, I, I started listening to shows similar to this in probably 2006, um, and I'm just like a average struggling Christian dude. And, um, so I started listening to, uh, Red Moon Rising, like Peter Good Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then I, I listened to some of Visigoth and, uh, PID Radio, and eventually kind of made my way to you guys. And I, I just wanted to call and encourage you guys, um, the, the way you handle the balance of, uh, being a Christian in a, in a world such as this. Um, ex- exposing truth without being dogmatic about it, um, and just uh, you just have a way of being encouraging about all of the, the bad stuff that you talk about. And uh, so I appreciate that, and I also appreciate um, not being afraid to go into the more mysterious side of things like mm-hmm. the Nephilim and 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 the, the stuff related to the, the really gritty stuff of Christianity that you can't mention in your uh, local small group. Right, right. Well, you, you really nailed it on the head. That's basically, if there is any kind of strange niche for us to fill, it's really that. Uh, we try to cover materials that a lot of times the regular churches feel uncomfortable talking about, and even ministries, Christian ministries on the radio, because um, it's disturbing enough for enough of their main part of their audience that it can even impact their support, you know, their financial support, other support for their ministry, and so they will just steer clear of it. Well, that's really important, you know, when you have, when you're a Christian ministry, to really think about how much money is coming in. Yeah, I know. That's I hear very, what you, I hear what you're point. saying. I hear I'm what you're saying. You made that point, but actually. I mean, uh, you know, when they build an empire of a lot of networks and stations, a lot of expense. I mean, this is the kind of thing we do very modestly. With very, um, you know, very modest means, and so we don't have as much to lose as far as just You're going right. out there and saying it. You're and right. It's important to have a lot of money, so then when you go out there, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, God yeah. can't do certain things if you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. See what you started, Norm. Got us talking about this stuff. Uh, I, I know where you're coming from, and I'm just thankful that the Lord could could use us in any way in these kind of things. And uh, are there any kind of topics you'd like to have us cover in the future? Anything you'd really like us to dive into? Um, you know, you always seem to um, uh, take me in a good direction, no matter where it is. Uh, uh, just keep—I um, would just suggest keeping the the guest list fresh with uh, new ideas, new researchers. Um, Janet I, Napolitan. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's the that's the peanut uh, gallery. Sorry about that, Norm. Just ignore him; he'll go away. <laughs> But I did want to say, though, that um, one of the funniest moments I ever heard on your show, okay, uh, and I, I'm sure there's a million of them, but was um, you're talking about something about, you know, dealing with the typical church of today, and and, and Tom said something about, uh, well, I'm just going to go read the shack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's been a pet peeve of mine, is how yeah. how these inane books that the church is reading today. No, it's and, terrible. And so it's terrible. When, when I would look at that, that and I'm, say, that is blasphemous. Yeah. You need to repent. Yeah, I, mean, you know. I, I would just rather sit there reading about, there's so much to read about the history of the church. And, right, and, right. 
the really great old preachers like Andrew Murphy and, and mm-hmm. you know, George Mueller, there's tons mm-hmm. of them. Um, so I really appreciated that, and I also actually kind of got into trouble because I, I said that I didn't like the uh, the Prodigal God book mm. in my small group. What, what on earth is that? Prodigal God? No, you never even heard of it? No, I, I only stick to really yeah. dusty books. We don't get out much. Yeah. Yeah, Norm, what, what, what uh, are you laying on us there? Well, I, I, I said I didn't like it, but I hadn't actually read it um, uh I based my dislike for the book just on the sole interpretation of the title, The Prodigal God, because it just, it's blasphemous to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're getting a lot of these megachurch preachers who are taking small parables and exploding them out with mm-hmm. New Age church doctrine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the wave of the emergent church teaching, which is going to try to water down everything um, so that we're all one glorious whole with the New Age, New World Order. So. Yep. Uh, All right. That's Billy Graham. Well, Billy Graham holding hands with Barbara Marks Hubbard well, and Dave Spangler. There you go. Come on, Spurgeon. Come we'll, in here, too. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to check into that. You know, the thing is, and I, I hate to go back to the money issue again, but a lot of those churches have to keep growing because they have so much infrastructure and stuff they got to pay for that they have to outdo themselves every week. So they got to find some brand-new teaching, something real pizzazzy, and it puts them in, into a, a real bind when money becomes such an important part of what we do in the church. Uh, and so they're always struggling to have something to make themselves distinctive and people stale of things. If people have itching ears and are looking for something new, uh, they quickly tire of it and want something new to, you know, to come in. And so I, I think it's only going to get worse, I'm afraid, Brother Norm. I'm afraid you're going to see more and more of that. I appreciate you taking a stand with your fellowship. And I just want you to know that you have brethren across the country and across the world here, your fellow Futurians, and there are tens of thousands of you all, I want you all to know from our listenership, um, who are like-minded, uh, like you, and you may not see them necessarily in your own church or around, but you have a community of people here, and I just appreciate so much you even coming to uh, listen in on our uh, Rough Around the Edges inaugural voyage and uh, giving us some encouragement here. Well, it's been fun. Uh, keep up the great work, and uh, be listening. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, th- thank you, brother. Please check in with us again soon. Okay, hey, that's, okay that's Brother Norm from uh, New England up in the New Hampshire area. Great to talk to him. Just very encouraging. You know, it's something we need to keep in mind. Uh, everybody said, Paul, him, said they like it when we humbly approach these things and so you need to keep me off the high horse you well, need I'll to keep you, me off there just i'll tell you man the one thing that i there. keep coming back to and relearning and relearning and relearning is that like it seems like on one side I, I i would say that the both of us came from a common uh came from a common very if you will yeah. sort of right wing uh sort of mindset theologically yeah. uh, and i did too even even yeah. as a young christian yeah. but what i'm finding out is that um they tend to overlook the whole idea of like living day by day and loving people and you know like i mean like really loving them i don't yeah. mean like like fake yeah you know they have this intense intense thing where it's the whole the whole thing about salvation is like you're this can filled with unrighteousness and when you get saved god puts a label on you that says righteous yeah. and then when you get to heaven you go up there and they hit the scanner and it goes beep righteous and you get in I've never heard that analogy that way, Tom. That's I was thinking very about Johnny one. the Longshoreman there. Yeah, How would you, he say that? You channeled him, basically, yeah, yeah. if you get that description. Yeah. We're back at Future Quake with Dr. Future. And Tom 
living outside the box bionic? Well, uh, we've had a few guests that were uh, have their own shows, and we mm-hmm. had some listeners like mm-hmm. Paul and uh, Norm. Norm. Yep. And uh, it was neat to talk to Norm. Yeah. I don't I don't remember if Norm's emailed us before or not. I don't know, but, but I'll tell you one thing: we got to do is get uh, Merv. Merv. Merv, would you come in and tell our listeners how to contact us at Future Quake? Future Quake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or Internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, thanks for catching it. we got to go. We'll have a little more chat time tomorrow. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. quake, quake, quake. Welcome to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. And I'm Tom. And <laughs> will the special effects be over <laughs> this week? You're going to retire them after this week. I used to do this. I used to listen to this radio show, and there was uh, this co-host. There was yeah. this host that was so serious, and yeah. the engineer would always throw. Do the audio like that? Yeah, just, just. just and I well, at least you could do it furious. between the mics, but of course we usually do this in mono. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. You wonder what in the world you've turned to. This is Future Quake. Uh, it is a unique week, even for as unique as we are. Um, we have been broadcasting a unique Future Quake live show that we recorded on 29th of June, which we may be doing periodically if we think you all like it. We had our Futurians actually uh, join us on TalkShoe.com and uh, call in and share with us some of their thoughts and ideas and share with us what's going on. Uh, it was our first kick at the can to try on something like this. I'm sure we will uh, tweak it along the way. Mm-hmm. But with no further ado, we've got a very special guest coming up next year, and we'll be back to wrap it up here at Future Quake. Well, I'd like to talk about some more of that in future, but I, we've got a very prestigious uh, guest on hold that we need Let's to bring it, in man. here. So open it up. Okay, uh, we've got a new uh, caller in on Future Quake. Uh, c- can we uh, have you identify yourself? Well, I think I think I, I'm back in this time. Does this sound a little bit better? Oh yeah, you oh, sound like a million dollars. Derek. That velvety voice that can only be Derek Gilbert <laughs> of Peering in the Darkness, Pit Radio, and A View from the Bunker. The one, the only Derek Gilbert. You know, as as uh, we've had, I consider it an all-star show of guests who've yeah. called in to Future Quake. It just, I think everybody feels sorry for us. They sort of pity us, and they're calling in to try to help us save face. They're taking <laughs> over the show on our behalf. They're trying to cover up so people hear less of us and more of somebody competent who knows how to run a live show. Uh, Brother Derek, it is great to have you uh, call in, and uh, I know you're doing this out of just support for us, and I appreciate so much your willingness to come on our show. Well, you guys do a wonderful job, um, and the mutual support is really important. And you know, glad to see James out there from Revelations Radio Network, and um, that's right. Uh, you know, Johnny and uh, and Rick from the Iron Show, um, be, because this is a virtual church. Th- this has the internet has basically connected people who otherwise would be uh, lost out there, uh, trying to um, 
you know, find, in vain to find other people who, who kind of get the big picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 an analogy that I, I've used a lot, or a metaphor that I've used a lot. The, the movie They Live. You know, once you put on those sunglasses and you begin to see the real world around you and see that uh, the people who are walking around you, some of them are actually, you know, monsters. You can't go back, but when you try to explain what you're seeing to the people around you, 99 times out of 100, they'll think you're nuts. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of nice. And I'm, I'm sure you guys sense this. When we when we came and gathered in Nashville, one of the most bizarre, and I can only attribute it to the Holy Spirit, experiences I've ever had is sitting through eight, you know, 16 hours of presentation on um, sorcery and um, demonic oppression and... Uh, you know, fallen angels, uh, you know, abducting and experimenting on people and torturing people and deceiving people. And yet, at the end of this period, at the end of this, the hundred or so people who were there came away w- w- feeling uplifted and, over- yeah. and joyous. Right. There was such a spirit of unity there, wasn't it? It was amazing. It, it, it really was. And, you know, it, it's not that we were, you know, bizarre gluttons for punishment. It's just that, that you know, the, the, the spirit was there and the fact that we all got together and and realize, hey, we are not alone. It was it was an amazing experience. You know what's interesting too is that those topics you just mentioned that were covered there, just like they are on all our shows, we're often told in the large Christian ministries and media that they will not cover them because they're divisive. That they, they, they stay away from. Well, it'll divide the body. We we don't want to talk. I mean, a lot of them won't even talk of a Bible prophecy even period because of its divisiveness. Mm-hmm. But yet, what you're saying is all these topics were were broached with our audience, and not that everybody has the same opinion on some of the finer points. You know that as well as us on these details. But the fact is, everybody there really loves Jesus and really wants His right. will to be done. Uh, they want uh, him to be lifted up and elevated, the kingdom to expand, and that's where the unity is. And then what we find out, like when we had that uh, panel meeting at the end of the conference, is that you found out that there was unity in surprising quarters. Uh, someone who would have a ministry very, very different than yours, you would find them saying something that literally took the words out of your mouth when we were you know, approached by questions from the audience and things. And that's where I, you know, I really feel something special that God moves uh, in that way, and you know, I I don't know. Even though I'm Doctor Future, I don't know really what God's going to do in the future with, uh, you know, with this special grouping of of people. You know, your listeners there, our Futurians here, others. Um, what what God has got up? But I think for those who want to be discerning Christians, He's given us such a wonderful opportunity via the internet, uh, via opportunities like the folks at WNO have given us and elsewhere to be able to meet each other that have common interests, common cause. And even though sometimes we even have to cut each other a little slack, some of us have different interests than others, but we all want honest answers that are not manipulated uh, discussions, but they're just honest answers looking for the Lord's guidance in a very complicated world today. Yeah, amen to that. Well, Um, I I don't know if you're... I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if, if you wanted to share this or at Liberty. Uh, I, I'm so inconfident in operating the show tonight that I haven't been able to do hardly anything other than talk in this microphone and listen. Well, that's fine. And, uh, and that not very well. But Tom's been glancing over at the chat room. But one time when I glanced, I thought maybe I heard you had a little announcements in there guest-wise. Is that something you're at Liberty to share or you'd rather set on that? Well, well I think so. I, I don't think there's anything any, any big secret. Um and it's I have to give credit to Sharon who actually initiated this contact. By the way, um, I, I, we was, miss we miss her on here. We saw her pop in for a minute. 
And uh, Pyro yeah. here was asking, yeah, I mean, was hoping Sam T. Dotson was uh, listening too, but we, we miss her on here. Well, and, and I'll pass that along to her. She Thanks. was enjoying the conversation and, and just really, uh, you know, laughing and enjoying the camaraderie. Uh, but Sam started staring at her, which could mean one of several things. It could either right. mean I have to go out now, or it could mean it's after 9 p.m. Eastern time, you need to go to bed. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah. I understand. It, it, it's amazing, but you know, being being you know German engineering, he's uh, like clockwork. Nine right. o'clock, time for bed. You know. Right. Um, so anyway, that's that, that's that's what happens. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, she was doing some research for a novel that she's beginning to write. She, right. as I mentioned in Nashville, Doctor Future, mm-hmm. um, she was really impressed with uh, even my poor summary of the presentation that you gave in Nashville about the uh, potential uses of uh, mind-expanding or altering drugs to open portals to, to other dimensions and how that might factor into the, the end times, uh, you know, end game. Um, so she started doing some research herself. Now, she's got a degree in molecular biology, so, you know, she she the fact that she was impressed by what you had to say, I, I, I take as high praise. Yeah, um, I'll take it where I can get it. Well, she... We were doing some research on our own, and she came across the website for a gentleman who factored or featured was featured in your presentation, uh, right. Rick Strassman, right. who did the experiments at the University of New Mexico, I believe, right. uh, in which he dosed um, 60 volunteers over a number of years with DMT. Um, so she, she ordered a copy of his book, and he responded within minutes via email, thanking her for the order and letting her know that he was putting it in the mail himself. <laughs> well, you know, it's not like he's got a big publisher or anything. Yeah. So she said, hey, by the way, my husband does this um, interview program. We produce four hours a week of online radio content, and uh, he might be interested in discussing the research with you. So I sent him a note, and he sent back a note, said, what kind of show do you do? And I said, well, um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I know you're a Buddhist, uh, and I know that your research is coming at this from a different perspective, but uh, I am a Christian. I've got a particular lens with which I view contact with the supernatural, which is basically do it at your peril. But if you're interested in a discussion of your research and what happened, you know, I'd really like to talk with you about that because I was introduced to your work through a fellow in Nashville at a prophecy conference. And he said, oh, really? In what context? So I explained it to him, and he uh, you know, checked out some, some links I gave him where I've got archived interviews from PID Radio, View from the Bunker, some of my secular work from Secular Talk Radio, and uh, he sent back a note today. So we're going to connect. The date is still tentative yet, but hopefully late July, early August. Oh, wonderful. You'll find out a little bit you more about what... You are way cooler than we are. I'll just throw that right hey, out there. Hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, Derek, I do, I do have to say we're not worthy before you because... Um, you know, I think you're referring to our first show we did on this topic was the uh, show 157, if people want to look in the archives of Future Quake. It's probably one of my most favorite shows we've done. Uh, and originally, um, we were planning to have Dr. Strassman on, and I had had mm-hmm. contact with him. I'd gotten his book, reviewed it. I thought it was something of, of interest to our audience as well as us, and, and tentatively had him scheduled to come on our show. This was back... At the very beginning of 2009, maybe a little earlier, but uh, he 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 made the mistake that sometimes other guests have on our show too, and went over and looked on our website and looked at some of the subject matter. <laughs> he did not elaborate, but uh, later he uh, 
he said he declined after he had already agreed to based upon things he'd seen on the website. So um, that was a little yeah. disappointing for me, and, and uh, that's why we did something a little unique. We didn't normally do. You know, normally we have the guests speak directly. That was one of the first shows we did where we actually talked about a book, uh, but we did have uh, brother, uh, Dr. Lynn Marzulli set in with us. Uh, who had some knowledge in the area, too, to talk about it. But uh, I'm really impressed that you were able to land him. And, uh, of course, he saw somebody who really knows what they're doing. I know that's a big part of the difference. Uh, and, and also what's the Lord's doing, I'm sure, as well. Because you know I think this topic is extremely important, and I can't wait to see uh, how you handle the subject matter with him. Well, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes. Um, and I, you know, I credit him. But, you know, I, I didn't want to deceive him and, and say, well, you know, this is a, you know, something that it's not. So I, I said, okay, here are the links and here's the the, the way I'm approaching it. But, uh, you know, I said, look, I'm not a confrontational interviewer. Even when I was uh, doing secular talk radio and uh, interviewing politicians with whom I disagreed, you know, uh, Democrats and Greens and <laughs> the, the anti-smoking activists in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Um, you know, not that I'm a smoker, I just think, you know, inside a, a, a bar or restaurant, it should be up to the private property owner of that particular piece of property. But anyway, you know, I said, look, I'm not interested in debating whether or not this should be used or our particular religious views. I just want right. to find out from you what you learned in your research and then let our listeners make up their own minds. And I know that you would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I sure... Yeah. Uh, uh, sure hope it, it comes together. We'll be praying in advance for that. Mm-hmm. While we're uh, making announcements like this, if I can mention to you some uh, uh, guests we've got the next few weeks that uh, I thought you might be interested as well as our other Futurians in. Um, next week we've got a very uh, interesting guest by the name of Mitch Horowitz uh, who's written a book called Occult America. And it is a history mm-hmm. in America of the occult movements of occultism uh, in America. And it is a fascinating book. It is a it's a wild ride, and I'm only 40 pages into it. Uh, it's definitely the kind of thing that uh, Futurians and Bunkerans, or I, I don't know what do you call your listeners there, Derek. Bunkerans. Um, pitheads. Pit pitheads. <laughs> well, you know yeah, we have yeah, we have a lot heads. of chimera uh, pithead Futurians <laughs> out there. I know. Uh, but the, the, the pitheads, if there was ever like a major war, I'm afraid we'd be massacred because the pitheads are legion out there. Uh, I mean, if you if you open, it's like an abyss of pit heads that just flow out, you know, like smoke from a furnace. But uh, a few of those are sort of hybrid futurians <laughs> you, as well. You'd be able to defeat it just by cleaning out a couple of bowls of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but but anyway, we've got this gentleman coming on Occult America, a, amazing book. I think anybody who does research in this area, uh, it's a book you ought to get your hands on. Uh, to fill in the blanks. I learned so much I didn't know about our history. And, and in line with what uh, Brother Chris Pinto does, after reading this book, if you hear the next person say that this is a Christian nation, it'll be hard not to break out laughing uh, when you read the real story of the history of our of our country. Uh, but we have after that, I just got confirmation before we went on air, uh, that we're going to have Joseph Farah, the head of WorldNet Daily, wow, uh, coming on, and he's going to be on for an hour. No wonder you didn't want to ruin the surprise. Yeah, uh, finally got That's that awesome. ironed out. Uh, he came and, and spent all of 20 w- minutes with us one time before, but he's come back. Uh, we've tentatively got him booked for an hour. Um, but what I hope to do is is to talk about his new book out about the Tea Party and things and uh, ask him a little bit about uh, one of his writers, um, uh, Miss Porter. 
And uh, since he's one of the few supporters of uh, some of the work she's doing, uh, get his perspective on what's going on. Um, he's appearing in a number of Dominionist activities, as you know. Uh, he's been on a number of these lists. He's always been a little bit of a maverick, actually, in the Christian community. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think it'll be interesting to see where our conversation leads. So I appreciate your prayers on that and our other Futurians, that, that maybe we can find out some other collateral information uh, in the process of that. And uh, the week after that, we've actually got uh, uh, a gentleman, uh, Lynn Osanik, who runs Black Ops Radio. And the reason why I contacted him, he, he was a colleague working with a uh, Colonel Prouty, who had written a book called The Secret Team. And this gentleman, Fletcher Prouty. Yeah, Fletcher Prouty. And this man was an associate of his. And he's going to be talking about uh, what, what, what uh, Colonel Prouty had exposed as far as the setup of the Cold War, how it was something that was actually set up by agreement. Uh, it, it was set up and really basically defined our history the second half of the 20th century and beyond uh, based on a backroom agreement. And uh, there's many more things his research goes into, but that's going to be a big enough handful for us. So I thought these are some things that maybe some uh, pitheads out there, too, might be interested in checking out. Well, we're definitely you know, we're happy to you know, cross-promote. And, uh, you know, I, in fact, if you guys ever get to the point where you record like a 30- or 60-second promo, uh, like a commercial, uh, I would be more than happy to use those during the, uh, the two-hour live View from the Bunker uh, because I find that after about an hour or so, the host who's had much caffeine to stay awake <laughs> late on Friday nights yeah. needs to, needs to uh, exit, uh, you know, stage left for a few moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if we can serve well, we a very to... immediate purpose for you like that, then we would take that. We, we'd appreciate it if yes, we could minister yeah, be, to you in that way. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. You know, the spirit is wheeling, <laughs> but the flesh is not always able. You know, we right. we understand. We feel your pain. Uh, what else is on your mind here? We're coming up toward the end of the show. We've got probably about another three minutes or so. Uh, Derek, what can you share with us what's going on that our Futurians need to know about? Keep an eye on right now. Well, I think you kind of hinted at it in the the Joseph Air interview coming up. It's a uh, it's tough to draw the line. As Christians, we're concerned, obviously, about the obvious moral decay taking place in our nation. So drawing the line between... Uh, Supporting causes that, that are, are biblical uh, and going and aligning ourselves with those who believe they've got a, a mandate from God to take over the world is sometimes is tough to discern. So um, you know, th- that is something to watch. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Christians in politics or being politically aware or active or you know, voting. I don't I don't think withdrawing from the process is is uh, proper, but. We just need to be aware that some of these folks are being mainstreamed. Just to give you a quick example, Rick Joyner, who's one of the leading uh, lights of this new apostolic reformation, somebody who believes that there is a civil war, a literal civil war coming within the church when when Joel's army uh, manifests as Jesus Christ. I mean, they believe Christ isn't coming back in the clouds at the head of an army of angels. He's going to manifest. He's going to incarnate inside a select group of believers. And then they're going to start cleaning up the Whoa. earth so that Jesus can return. And based on a flawed interpretation of 1 Peter 4.17, they believe that it's going to start with Christians who disagree with them, you know, folks like you and me. Uh, Joyner has put together a political action committee called the Oak Initiative, which includes on its board of directors a number of other leading, you know, self-anointed, self-appointed apostles. But there's a fellow whose name in there you might be familiar with, retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin. 
who a couple of years ago was forced yeah. to retire as the head of our special ops division because he made the comment that we were involved in a religious war, a holy war against Islam. Right. You know, he was talked about. He retired. Yeah, in the he was talked about in the book we covered um, from the the gentleman talking about the three monotheistic religions and the, uh, what's the? Yeah. He's not mm-hmm. a Christian. Bajan. Michael Bajan. He had a big section right, on him right. talking about him. Yeah. Well, Boykin was a good target, but he retired. He's formed a, uh, a ministry called Kingdom Warriors, and he's on the board of directors of Rick Joyner's, uh, you know, who's totally into the Seven Mountain Mandate. You know, we've got to reclaim the Seven Mountains of culture so Jesus can return. Uh, he's on the board of directors of this Oak Initiative Political Action Committee, and he's been called as a witness by Senate Republicans in the confirmation hearings of Supreme Court nominee Elena Kagan. So these guys, these Seven Mountain Mandate, these Holy Warriors, these Joel's Army types, slowly but surely are being mainstreamed into American politics. Right. And we Christians, because we are so afra- we're more afraid of Barack Obama than we are of Satan himself. Sadly, a lot of us are going along with this. I hear exactly what you're yeah. saying. I know I, keep, I, know, I, know I keep, Yeah, I, I know I keep beating the drum, but that's well, where I think we're going. It's because this is a, this is an extremely important topic. And uh, I tell you, in, in independent Christian media, it feels like we're a voice crying in the wilderness. Um, you know, I've talked to some larger forums, larger media forums, Christian world. The, 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 this does not resonate at all. The concern here is not, uh, you know, it's not clarified. And so it's groups like the Heroscope uh, group online that shows like PID Radio. You know, we're trying to add our two cents in there, too. Uh, Futurians, PID heads, whoever's listening to the sound of our voice. Uh, please, please be praying uh, that the Lord would show us in the body of Christ how to handle this internal threat uh, that will mm-hmm. contort, it contort the gospel and actually bring all sorts of uh, punishment from secular sources eventually on us and from God uh, from the kind of activities that are going on with this. And I suggest our listeners, if, you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, check the archive shows either at futurequake.com on Dominionism, the New Apostolic Reformation, or go to PID Radio. And we're out of time, uh, Derek, but could you tell us, uh, I know you have a new, uh, a new live show yourself. You always beat us to the punch every yeah. time. And <laughs> we had been planning this for a couple months to get ready for this new show. In the middle of doing that, I see that you, you hit, hit out, hit the iron. You're like the Sputnik of, uh, alternative Christian radio. <laughs> the shot hurt around the world. So you, you do a legitimate, credible one. Can you tell us about your live show and how they can hear your other work? Well, <laughs> I'm the monkey inside the capsule. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was thinking of Yuri Gagarin, so. Yeah, Friday nights, um, we do two hours live. It's on Blog Talk Radio. You'll find the link at vftb.net, which stands for View from the Bunker, uh, vftb.net, and then uh, pidradio.com, of course, is where uh, Sharon and I uh, do the, uh, the weekly podcast there. Okay. Well, you know, I've been meaning to join you every Friday. I've been sitting ready to get on that show live. And, you know, something will happen, like I end up having dinner with the pastor or something. Something wasted my time. And I don't get a chance to come <laughs> do something really spiritually important. Uh, no, seriously, uh, there's been a, a, several things happening the last few weeks, and I'm missing that. And uh, Dr. Future certainly plans to uh, be a regular there because I think – it's possible. Now, we've had a few false starts, but I think it's very possible that things are really going to heat up and a lot of activities happen fast. And these live mm-hmm. shows are going to be more and more important to people to hear things real time. 
Uh, and well, that, but uh, understanding that not every, but understanding that not everyone can make an appointment. The shows are all archived yeah. and uh, put up on the podcast so that uh, subscribers can listen to them later, and, if, uh, and, and hopefully there's some value to them, mm-hmm. uh, regardless when people can listen. And at, at PidRadio.com, you and Sharon have a show where you sort of do a review of the news, things with a sort of a prophetic biblical eye, talking together, your repartee. Uh, and then View from the Bunker, uh, VC, VFTB.org, is that mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, dot net. Dot net. net. Uh, View from the Bunker, you actually have an interview show. You have a special guest on. Amazing interviews. Uh, I catch every one of them. And... Uh, I want to make sure our futurians check it out if you've not been over there. And, uh, Brother Derek, I thank you so much for classing up the joint, you as well as the other callers. Uh, everyone who called in uh, has definitely outperformed us as far as being professional and classy and yeah, what's going on here. Yeah, pretty much all cooler. And, uh, right it, you know, it's it. not so much what we do. It's it's the people we know and yeah. what they do, Tom. Mm-hmm. You know that? I do. It's the people we hang out with. And that's true for all our futurians. And, uh, Derek, you certainly represent uh, some of the best of our friends out there. And I want to thank you so much for giving us your show of support by coming on our, our uh, very choppy, rough, but yet our maiden voyage here on Future Quake Live. That's what makes you guys so endearing. It's uh, it's a joy to listen to you guys because the, the, the your sincerity and your, your intellect uh, comes through as well as your, your heart for the Lord, and that's, that's really what makes it a joy to listen to. Well, and you know you have Christian brothers here who support you in what you're doing. And uh, we consider it a privilege to have you on our side. And I just thank you, thank you so Amen. much for joining us tonight. And please, please give Sharon our best as well as uh, Sam T. I will. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless. Okay. I think that's we got to wrap up this show. I think we're out of time, brother. Uh, I think you're right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate so much coming to the first Future Quake Live. Please tell all your friends. Thanks for everybody who came on. Had uh, really great things to share with us here. Thank you for everybody else that joined that didn't call in, uh, but listened in and just supported us. And we appreciate you coming back. We'll have another one scheduled here, I guess, for too long down the road. Yeah, it'd be fun to do this again. Yeah. yeah. So spread the word. And uh, particularly when things get really hot out there, uh, there could be war or anything else going on here in the next few months. Yep. Even right um, in the Future Quake studios. We'll, se- look. we'll <laughs> send up the bat signal, and uh, we'll be having another Future Quake live. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This is Dr. Future and uh, Tom Bionic. Tom Bionic. We're signing out. And until next week, we hope your future is always bright. Have a wonderful evening. Ciao. Welcome back to the Future Quake Show. I'm Dr. Future. No, I'm Dr. Future. You're demented. You're still making sound effects with Tom, your mouth at the beginning of the Tom, show. Tom, I don't know what's gotten into you. Yeah. I don't know well, what's gotten into you. We, uh, we had some all-star callers all week, um, but it was great to finish up with Derek Gilbert. Indeed. Uh, someone who really supports us very, very much, has an incredibly successful show himself at PID Radio, uh, show that developed along with his wife, Sharon, from the ground floor. Uh, of a similar vintage to our show, mm-hmm. and um, appreciate him sharing with us. I tell you, he's having a big impact mm-hmm. on his expose on on Dominionism mm-hmm. and the New Apostolic uh, uh, mm-hmm. Restoration. Um, uh, you know, whatever. You call yeah, it. Reformation. Reformation. Uh, New Apostolic Reformation, and uh, you know, it's something that's caught my eye. But I really appreciate his support for us. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts of what he shared that caught your ear? Uh. That whole thing about uh, Jeffrey Boykin or yeah. Richard Boykin or whatever that uh-huh. guy's name was, yeah, that was pretty wild. Well, and he said that they actually were looking at a civil war. And you know what? I guess it's handy to have a military man that's used to 
fighting and battles like that mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. That's all too almost hard to believe yeah. that people could be thinking it's, that way. It is crazy. I mean, that gets into David Koresh territory, you yeah. know, only no. with oh, a lot yeah. more resources. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's very disturbing. But Futurians, pray about it. Also, give us some feedback. I know you all are very, very kind to us and gentle when you know we um, we are people of modest means here uh, in skill as well as resources. Uh, and it was certainly evident here. Um, we were trying to figure out what in the world we were doing, uh, just like a regular show. I like the, show, I like the but, commentary. Uh, so how do we get people to call in? Well, yeah. They just, they, they're going to call in in a second. As, re- as usual, so I was relying on the buddy here. Yeah. But anyway, let us know what you'd like to do, and we'll try to tweak it for the next go-around. Murray, would you tell our listeners how to contact us future quake? Futurequake radio broadcasts are archived at www.futurequake.com, suitable for downloading or streaming, as well as other show information. Email Dr. Future and Tom Bionic at drfuture at futurequake.com. That's D-R-F-U-T-U-R-E at futurequake.com. Tell us your name, city, and radio station or internet, and if we can use your name on air. Comments on the show's topics or guests or suggestions for future show topics or guests are most welcome. Dr. Future and Tom will discuss selected emails each week during the radio broadcast. Okay, we got to go. Okay. Come back next week for our regular show with a special guest we've got. Until then, we hope your future is always bright. Have a good day. Bye. Join us next time as we dare to experience another aftershock of a future quake. Quake, quake, quake.